Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Hi, this is Bob, 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 And now, it's time for the show, This Old Dungeon. The show where Grognards go to get their grog on. Hi, Lou Al Lou here. And I want to let you know that uh, tonight... It's going to be a little bit different. We're going to be on a side quest here. This is only marginally a This Old Dungeon episode. We do talk about games a little bit here and there, but mostly tonight is an excuse for me and my good buddy Christopher Tupa to reminisce about old times. We're going to be talking about Halloween's present and past uh, and just general banter. So if you want to sit along with us and be part of that conversation, we'd love to have you. Otherwise, I do want to let you know that at the end of the month, possibly releasing the first week of November, depending on editing, we're going to have what I think will be a really nice episode of This Old Dungeon. We've got a really special guest who's committed to being with us. Uh, I don't want to name drop because he's doing such a favor slumming it down with us. But uh, just just know that I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. Um, we will be covering the Ghostbusters RPG. In particular, we're going to look at the module Scared Stiffs. So I hope you come back and join us for that. That uh, that game system, if you've never played, it's really fun. Uh, it did a lot of avant-garde stuff with its modules, had some crazy ideas for the adventures. Uh, I really enjoy them, and I think uh, giving them another look is, well, apropos. So at any rate, hope you enjoy this episode, but if not, we will catch you next time, and uh, in the meantime, keep on gaming. We work on it the rest of the night, we get it together. We can do this, right? There's no way in hell we can do it. Hello, Dungeoneers! Welcome to a very special episode of This Old Dungeon. Got a little something different for you tonight. We're, uh, we're going to take a break from the really heavy game talk, and uh, we're just going to take a moment to celebrate the season and talk about Halloween. Uh, I am pleased to have my good buddy Christopher Tupa with me again. Christopher, thanks for coming on tonight. Hey, man, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Can't wait. <laughs> so uh, just, just so we don't have any false advertising, we'll talk a little bit about games to start off with. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know uh, you, you recently bought some board games, right? Uh, I did. Um, oh man. Okay, so one of them, one of them's the. It's a new Goonies uh, board game, which actually kind of looks like it might be uh, more sort of like a D and D type game. It's yeah. got like a dun. It's got like a little screen, a DM screen. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play with uh, with my family yet. Um, there's a game. Uh, it came out several years ago. It's a it's a, a labyrinth game. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, it's got a board and it's got some miniatures, and you kind of move around uh, and try to get through the labyrinth, and you uh, you have to battle Jareth. Well, uh, we played it, and uh, uh, my kids weren't weren't too uh, thrilled about that game. <laughs> oh man! That's, so I don't know how the Goonies is gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say I got the Goonies <laughs> one. <laughs> I, I grabbed the Goonies one. I, I just happened to be uh, doing some school shopping at Target, and they had it on a shelf, and I didn't even know it was, you know, a thing. And so I yeah, grabbed it up, here. and uh, I was a little disappointed that it was kind of a role-playing game, which is weird because that's like my favorite kind of game. But I was like, well, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Yeah, but, it kind of looks a little maybe more complicated than uh, <laughs> than what I was expecting. I thought it was just going to be, uh, you know, a, a fancy board game, but it, it's it's got a lot of rules and stuff in there. 
Oh, I was just going to say, it's got a, uh, like, it looks like there's, like, two stories there. And I, I haven't really read through it. I just kind of thumbed through it to just see what I had. And it looks like there's, like, one set of adventures that kind of follows the movie. And then, like, okay. the second set looks like like you're dealing with, like, zombie pirates and, and weird stuff like that. And I was like, oh, it's a little bit out of form for Goonies. <laughs> yeah. I've always, I've always wanted to write, like, a... Um... Not really a, a sequel, but I guess like the weekend after the Goonies movie, <laughs> like um, because if I was one of the Goonie, Goonies kids, I would keep going back in those tunnels, you know, For and sure. like going down the slide <laughs> and stuff. But, you know, I always wanted to like, what if there was like some other tunnels that went a different way or something? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, and then I can't remember. It wasn't Fireball Run that you got, but you got a, a, a oh, game like that, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. It was, uh, actually, I saw uh, Fireball Island. Looks like they remade it. Um, but the the Fireball Island that I have back from, I guess it was maybe the early '90s, is a big plastic base and it's three dimensional and and this marble rolls down. Uh, <laughs> And it's really, really cool. But this one, the new one that I saw at Target, it looks like it's all cardboard, and you kind of, you kind of build it so that way you can take it apart and uh, put it in in a box. Um, I'm not a real big fan of that because after a while, that stuff ends up kind of getting tore up. Yeah. Um, but the game I did get was I think it's called Forbidden Bridge, and it, it's actually like a 3D plastic uh, kind of like Indiana Jones type bridge. And you move your little adventure men uh, or adventure pieces across this bridge to collect uh, jewels. But there's a uh, like a big idol sculpture thing at the end. And I, I believe at some point you press him down and he wiggles the bridge and knocks <laughs> the players off the bridge and stuff. Um, so that one, that one looks pretty fun, but I haven't had a chance to play that yet. Yeah, when I was a kid, those kind of games that had that like, you know, big plastic centerpiece that did something. I mean, those are like so popular. Oh yeah, I love that stuff. My uh, my cousin had one that was a uh, it was like a sarcophagus, and you put these oh, wow. little like I want to say they were like uh, snake shaped daggers, like they're a dagger, but the handle of it was like a cobra head or something. And you put okay. them into the sarcophagus in these holes, and every every game it randomly changed which hole would like make the mummy pop up. Oh, nice! Yeah. Kind of like uh, that concentration game. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's pretty neat. I like all that stuff. Do you have a, a favorite Halloween uh, themed game? Oh man, uh, no, not really. Um, speaking, of, actually, speaking of 3D games, several years ago I bought a Scooby Doo game, and it and it was um, it was it was the cardboard kind, and you would build like a little, I guess, like a haunted house. I think I've seen it. And one. They would have, like, uh, stuff that would move, it would, a trap would fall down, a, a, I think there was a clock that would swing out, um, and you would move your, your pieces around, and at certain points, the, uh, those, those objects would move and knock your, knock your piece over. And it was pretty neat, but it was, it was mainly cardboard. The little characters were cardboard, so it was, it was kind of on the cheap side. Uh -huh. um, but it's, that's, that's kind of where I got the, uh, the distaste for the cardboard stuff, is because <laughs> it's... It, I, don't, I don't like putting that stuff together every time I want to play it, you know? Uh -huh. um, and then the more times you do it, the little tabs get worn out and stuff. But um, it, it was a neat idea. It, it'd be really fun if it was like a like a little plastic house and stuff. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember um, when we were in school together. Uh, I want to say it was second grade, so I don't think you were in my class then. But uh, Mrs. Smith uh, had for indoor recess. She had a cabinet of games, and she had something like that where it was a, a cardboard haunted house that you moved the pawns through, and had little trap doors and things that you could roll to go through. Oh, nice. Yeah. What, I, I, you do you have a do you have a haunted house? I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <You have> a, <laughs> Speaking of haunted houses, no. Uh, do you have a Halloween game? Uh, yeah, and, and ironically, it is a haunted house game. Uh, <laughs> Perfect, I, that worked out. My, uh, I think my go-to for Halloween time. Um, there's a, a game called, and I'm always, I'm gonna butcher the title because it's like a million words long. I think it's Betrayal at the House on the Hill or Betrayal at the Haunted House on the Hill or something like that. Um, okay. Came out a while back, like uh, maybe 2000 or something like that. It used to be uh, made by Avalon Games. Avalon Hill games that is, um, but uh, and it's it's one of those games where like it's a little lumpy like there there things in it that you have to as players decide how you're gonna do it because the rules aren't super clear, okay. but uh, it's pretty cool you got these like little room tiles that you flip out and they kind of build this haunted house they build like a upstairs and a main floor and a dungeon area or, or basement area and. Um, as you play through it, you're like collecting items and little haunted things happen uh, as you draw these cards. And then eventually, um, you make these rolls every time you draw certain omen cards. And eventually, if you roll more than the number of omen cards, or no, I'm sorry, less than the number of omen cards on the table, then uh, then you go into this, what they call the haunted phase, where you open up these little books and uh, depending on what the scenario is, um, like one of 50 different things can happen. And usually it's like one player becomes the bad guy and the other players are the good guys and they have to do something to defeat the bad guy. But every game's a little different. Like I said, it's like one out of 50 different scenarios. Oh, uh, wow. So sometimes it's, you know, you're a, the, the bad guy's a vampire and the other people got to find like the stakes and the holy water and stuff hidden in the house. And sometimes the house is the bad guy and everybody's got to escape and... It's it's pretty fun, but like I said, it's a little lumpy. You gotta if you're playing it, you gotta kind of just know that there's gonna be times you're gonna have to say, "Well, guys, how are we gonna play this? This doesn't really. It's not clearly stated how this is gonna work out." But uh, oh, I gotcha. But it's it's fun. I, I really like the concept of randomly drawing the house. It's kind of exciting, you know, pulling pulling one of the tiles and seeing what room it's gonna be. Oh, okay. So they're like they're like face down or something. Yeah, yeah. They're just like little square uh, chipboard tiles uh, with one side that tells you what level of the house it goes on and then the other side is the actual room uh with all the symbols and stuff of what happens when you go in that room oh okay yeah that's cool but yeah they've made a revision of it uh here recently and i haven't played it but i imagine it's the same i can't imagine you know maybe they cleared up some of the stuff that i'm complaining about yeah <laughs> yeah i saw i saw the other day when i was looking through games they've got like a couple different ghostbuster games and stuff but i haven't I haven't I haven't seen them in the stores or anything, but I saw them online. I don't know if those would be any fun or not for Halloween. Yeah, uh, I've got one, and uh, I want to say it's made by Cryptozoic. It came out maybe five, ten years ago. Oh, okay. And it's got really cool figures, little, like, it's got all the main Ghostbusters and the Ecto-1 and Slimer, and it's got the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. It's uh, like a whole big old box of figures. Um, oh, wow. But the gameplay is just kind of meh. Oh yeah. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking <laughs> of that, uh, <laughs> back when um when I lived in Indiana, our neighbors across the street had um 
it was a Snoopy game, and it was like a, the old kind of long, just a board game where it just it folded in half and had some had some figures. But the figures were the main Snoopy characters, but they were all painted white instead of like a flesh tone. It was white huh. um, Snoop, Snoopy and Charlie. But I remember like back then, I used to love all the little figures. Uh-huh. And so I, I can't remember. I traded them something for the game and uh, threw away everything but the figures. <laughs> <laughs> I still have them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I always, I always liked the little miniature figures. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done stuff like that with uh, like the Monopoly renditions where it comes okay. with like the little pewter figures for different movies yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't need Monopoly, but, man, this figure's cool. <laughs> you know? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, so there's, that, a, uh, there's a there's um, a like a big sort of antique show fair that uh, that's uh, sort of in in Central Texas, and we go uh, almost every year just to wander around. But there's a there's one booth there where they have like buckets of game pieces, and I don't know hmm. how they got them all, but it's like a a tub full of Scrabble tiles, a tub <laughs> uh, you know like a tub full of uh, Monopoly. Uh, the hotels, but they have like a uh, like another tub full of like the little pewter pieces and stuff. So I used to look for any kind of like interesting ones in there. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, I can I think of all they... sorts of projects I could get going on yeah. with stuff like that. Yeah, they they have a lot. Of, they kind of sell them for kind of high, but it's oh. it's pretty neat. I don't know if they like rated a, a game factory or what. <laughs> but so um, gets me thinking about like the difference between being in Texas and Indiana. Like in Indiana, there's like a season for flea markets and garage sales and stuff like that. Is it kind of just all year round for you guys, or? Uh, pretty much. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, of course, there's like more in the summer and stuff because people are you know out of school and all that. But uh-huh. yeah, I mean, they're they're kind. Of, there's it's I guess it's heavier in the summer, but it's kind of all year because it's almost summer all year here, really. Mm. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. They, like that that big antique fair I was talking about. They do it like in October, and then they do it again like in uh, right around Easter time. So, um, the the weather's you know we get we we might get a month of uh, colder weather for for winter. It just kind of depends. Some sometimes we get ice. Uh, we hardly ever get snow, but uh, we may get a week a week of you know uh, freezing temperature, or we may be all wearing shorts at at Christmas. So it kind of it's kind of crappy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it really, so, it, go ahead. It sucks, you know, when it's Christmas time and it's 80 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, uh, you know, approaching our topic tonight, like, I mean, when I think of Halloween, I think of like, you know, damp piles of multicolored leaves, you know, blowing around <laughs> yeah. in a yeah. somewhat chilly wind. And I can't imagine, you know, a bright sunny day and it being Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I look at some, uh, I've been seeing a lot more pictures, you know, online of, like, Salem and, and uh, you know, up there where they, <laughs> you know, and everything looks like fall and, and orange and brown, and, yeah, I'm jealous. Well, yeah, but then then again on the uh, the cold uh, January and February mornings when I got to go out and chip ice out of the calf feeder, I, I'm sure I'd rather be in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I guess, I guess, you know. It's got its perks, but, you know, it's sort of like after 
how long have I been here? 30 something years. It's, it, you know, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to try the cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Halloween, man. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a very meaningful holiday. I don't think in, in, in my estimation. And, uh, you know, it's not, I don't know that there's anything about it that does anything great for humanity. But for whatever reason, it is my favorite uh, my favorite holiday, <laughs> yeah, hands down. Yeah. yeah, me too, me too, for sure. Although yeah. you know, uh, Thanksgiving's a second. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, uh, Halloween's my 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 favorite. Um, I guess with for me, it's just all the. Um, well, it's it used to, it. It used to be the weather, of course, like when I was a kid in Indiana with in the costumes and stuff and that whole like fall season. But even down here, it's, you know, it, it's kind of harder to sort of get into Halloween. So we put up a lot of decorations and uh, in the house and stuff. Um, but to, for me, it's it's definitely so much more creative. Mm -hmm. um, there's, uh, you know, a million things you can do with pumpkin carvings there's ghosts and monsters and vampires and werewolves and you know all that stuff and um christmas is 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 nice to me it's it's sort of like a more like a feel-good uh holiday mm -hmm. uh family time and stuff but you can only do so much with snowmen and reindeers and elves <laughs> you know um but halloween yeah and, and then uh i i watched the um i watched the uh, ghostbusters cartoon a lot well like when i'm doing art oh yeah um i actually didn't watch it a lot when, when it was on, like when I was a kid. To be clear, are we talked about the Ghostbusters or the real Ghostbusters? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The real, uh, the real Ghostbusters. Um, and they, they have, they actually have a couple episodes about Halloween and Sam Hain, um, and with, with like all the monsters and, and, uh, ghosts and stuff they fight. It's almost like every episode's a Halloween episode, so it's pretty fun. <laughs> Now, do you know uh, do you know much about that whole thing with the split of those two cartoons and all that? Um, I I did. I'm probably gonna butcher it uh, right now, but I believe the original there was a TV show back in the day called Ghostbusters, uh -huh. like a black and white show or something. And they made the movie, and I think when the movie came out, I think they may have had to pay uh, pay them to use the name the Ghostbusters, and then the filmation cartoon came out and it was called ghostbusters um so maybe the movie had to pay the cartoon i'm not really sure but something like that so then when they made the cartoon they couldn't call it the ghostbusters because of the other cartoon the first cartoon so they had to put the reel in front of it something like that yeah no i think you're dead on yeah i always found that fascinating because as a kid you know you, you didn't have the internet you didn't know what was going on and I was always like looking at the Funmation thing, going, "What a cheap piece of mm, ripping off the Ghostbusters!" <laughs> yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. Come to find out, that was exactly. based on the real, the, the original material. Right, right, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think I've only seen like one of those episodes in my life, so I, I don't. Uh, I've seen plenty of like pictures of it, but uh -huh. I don't know. If, I think I've seen like one episode. Yeah, I, I could never. It, it was just. I mean, I'm sure it's cool. It's in its own right, but it was so way over the top weird with like the car that like could transform into like it was like sentient and could transform into all these crazy little things and the the monkey guy and all that it, it just wow yeah that's that's a weird thing like whenever you have like vehicles that are sort of alive you i mean 
as a kid probably didn't bother me but now it's like there's so many questions with that kind of thing like (laughs) you know like the cars the disney cars they're super fun but when you think about it um sometimes they'll feel pain and stuff so i'm like well when their tire blows out is that like having a broken arm you know it's it's i don't know it's best not to think about it i guess (laughs) somebody gets in it's rubbing their butt all over the seat you know getting comfortable and all that right exactly 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 (laughs) <laughs> yeah the ghostbusters cartoon i you're right man it had some really uh really interesting uh i don't know if you call them bad guys or whatever just just interesting episodes and you know I, i'm not not quite steeped on uh you know like demonology and stuff i always wonder like how much of that's just told totally made up and how much of it actually has any sort of like occult origin or what have you oh sure yeah you know honestly um when I when I have it on, it's sort of just background. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I've seen like every ep, or I guess I shouldn't say I've seen. I've heard every episode. <laughs> um, but but I I just kind of take in bits and pieces of it, you know, because I'm drawn or whatever. But um, they actually seem to have quite a lot of real myths and lore and stuff in their in the in their cartoon. I mean, it's pretty neat. I need to actually sit down and watch them. <laughs> um, but like if if you're interested in 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 Halloween, definitely that is that is a fantastic mm-hmm. show and and the characters, I actually like the cartoon probably, I don't know, 100 times better than the movies. Oh, really? Just for the the, the characters are so are so fleshed out and and actually it's really funny. There's the the characters have a lot of personality in the cartoon. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen an episode. I'll have to have to figure out where I can get that on. I'm sure it's on one of the streaming services somewhere. So, uh, Halloween's past and present. Uh, how do they compare? Do you, do you feel like your kids in, in in the modern world is into Halloween as much as it was back in the '80s, or what do you think? Oh man. Um, Okay, so, okay, so I, I live in a I live in a small town. It's probably like I don't know five thousand people. Wow. So when we first moved here, we took the kids trick or treating. But the problem is with the town that small, there's a lot of people that live like out on outside of town. Uh-huh. So within the town, there's uh, you know half that I don't know. But um, so you'd go trick or treating. Well, half the town's trick or treating. So, <laughs> so nobody's home. <laughs> yeah, nobody's home. So you would you would um there'd be a street and it'd have one house with the light, but my town has no sidewalks. There are no sidewalks in this town. Um, it's not, it wasn't set up for that. So you have to, uh, walk in the street or what everybody does is they just drive down the street, park, kids hop out, you get back in your car, you drive down the next street. <laughs> um, which sucks. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hate doing that. What, what we would do is we got a couple people and had like, I guess like you'd call it a hayride kind of thing. We'd get a trailer and all sit in the back and drive through the neighborhood. But that's to me, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that fun. So what we started doing is we, we drive to our, our neighbor town, which is like 80,000 people. Um, and it's like 20 minutes down the road. So we'll go there and, and park in a, in a big neighborhood and actually walk through the neighborhood. They have sidewalks and all that Uh. kind of stuff. Um, and we've been doing that for, I don't know, maybe four years now. And that, that's a lot more fun. Cause there's a lot of people walking around. 
Um, a lot of the houses have candy, a lot of decorations. It actually feels like Halloween, although it's not like the weather's not really yeah. Halloween weather, you know, but um, that's a lot more fun. I like doing that. Yeah, growing kids up. Are kinda get, go ahead. Yeah. Go, uh, no, no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, now my kids are getting a little older. They, they kind of don't want to do it, but I'm like, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> get some candy for your pops. <laughs> when I was growing up, we always lived kind of on the outskirts of any real neighborhood or anything. And now, you know, I live out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, oh, right. So that's kind of all that I really ever experienced was like driving to places and stopping. And it was always family and people we knew. It was never like random houses. But uh, Okay, yeah. But I always wanted to have that experience of walking around a neighborhood and going door to door and all that. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put on a costume. I'll walk around. I don't you know, uh, get the candy, although I wish I could, but <laughs> I mean, I am wearing a costume, so I should be able to, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a story. So, um, the, uh, the neighborhood that I was talking about that we park in my, um, I guess he's, he's, he's my boss at work and he lives in that neighborhood and we were walking and we had been walking. I mean, I don't know, man, maybe an hour, hour and a half. Oh, wow. And it's a pretty big, it's, it's actually two neighborhoods that are like connected. And so it's, it's, uh, we are, I don't know, man, maybe like a mile and a half from where we parked and we all kind of sort of had to go pee, you know, go to the bathroom, <laughs> but we're, it's a neighborhood, you know, there's like nowhere's, you know, what, what are you going to do? And I'm like, Hey, you know, my, my boss lives somewhere's in here, you know? So I called him and I was like, Hey, uh, this is kind of weird, but are you home can, can we come use your bathroom and uh he was like yeah yeah here's here's my address and we weren't too far away and so you know uh my family's like oh man that's weird that's weird i'm like look uh we gotta go i'm gonna pee my pants uh, it, it's not weird uh, you know he's my boss he's cool um so <laughs> we get to his house and um hey you know come on in bathrooms over there so we <laughs> we go to the bathroom and, uh, of course, he, he's got some kids that were home with him, and they're like, what are they doing here, Dad? And he's like, oh, they're just using the bathroom. So we go in, and uh, my son was, oh, man, I don't know, like eight or nine. So I go in with him, go to the bathroom, and then uh, he was like, he washed his hands, and he's like, he said, well, where do I dry my hands? So I'm kind of looking around the bathroom, and I didn't see any towels. So I'm like, just, you know, just dry them on your clothes, you know, your, co your whatever. Just dry your hands on your clothes. Well, he heard me say dry them on the clothes, and under the sink was a basket of dirty laundry. So he picked out the top thing, which was someone's underwear, and was drying his hands. Yeah. So. Oh, that's funny. Stuff. So then, so then, you know, washed his hands again. So when we were leaving, my boss was like, "Man, where'd you guys park?" And I was like, "Well, we parked over, you know, on so and so street." And he's like, "Dude, that is so far." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know," and uh. That's what, you know, thanks for letting us go to the bathroom. He's like, you want to ride back? And I'm like, no, man, we got to get candy <laughs> on the way back. And, yeah, uh, my kids were not happy with me at all. <laughs> Why couldn't we get a ride? I'm tired of walking. They wouldn't get candy. They wouldn't let go to the doors. Just don't have yeah, the so. work ethic that we had when we were kids. I know, right? <laughs> kids these days, man. Yeah. That was funny. What's weird is I feel like, like things were much bigger than they should have been when we were kids with Halloween. Like, like I remember at school, like we would 
get in costume like in the middle of the day when, when we were doing yeah. our Halloween party. And like parents would be like coming in to like drop off things for costumes and to help the kids get in their costumes and everything. And we'd like march around from classroom to classroom in a parade. I mean, I don't know why, but looking back, I'm like, that's kind of weird. That's kind of like, you know, a little excessive <laughs> yeah. for a, you know, a public yeah, elementary. Exactly. Like, what, what does it have to do with school? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't, they don't do anything, anything in the schools for Halloween here. No, not, not here where we are anymore either. Yeah. Yeah, actually. <laughs> so, um, when I lived in Indiana, our neighbor, uh, his name was, uh, his name was Kofi, Kofi. Oh, Austin. I remember Kofi, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we, we were trick-or-treating one night. And the only reason I really remember this is because my family tells me all the time. Um, we were trick-or-treating, and we went to his house. He lived right next door to me, and I went up and knocked on the door or rang the bell or whatever. And they, and they had a big, I may have told you this story, uh, they had a big dog. I don't, I don't remember what kind or whatever, but when I knocked on the door, the dog ran up. It was like, I guess they had a screen door. They had the door open, and they had like a screen door. And the dog ran up. I started screaming. <laughs> and I believe I turned to run like away, and the dog knocked the door open and chased me out in the, in the, in the street. I mean, in the yard. Um, and I think my parents told me the dog actually was like jumping on me, licking me or something. And I was just <laughs> screaming and crying and everything. Yeah, that was like my neighbor. <laughs> I don't really remember all of that, but that's what they tell me happened. So <laughs> I think that that might have been the year I remember um, one of the Halloweens. My, my mom made costumes for me and my brother. And she got like, uh, you remember those old McCall? I think it was called McCall's Patterns. Mm -hmm. um, she found one that had uh, a ninja costume back when ninjas were like the rage back oh, in yeah, the 80s. Oh, yeah, Karate Kid days, yeah. Yeah, man, and we had the full ninja, the ninja with the face mask and, and everything. And um, <laughs> I remember the little mask had like uh, that elastic bands and stuff, and it had a hood. Um, one of us was a black ninja and one was a white ninja. Um, that, was, that was probably like my one of my best costumes ever. That was really cool. That's cool that your mom made it too, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think we we ended up probably you know wearing them throughout the year and stuff as playing as ninjas. Well, heck yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember what happened to those things. I need a new one. <laughs> See if she'll make me a new one. Yeah, we. Uh, I think my favorite costume that we did. Um, I can't remember when, but the uh, the Hills Department Store that is okay. kind of like a Kmart sort of thing. Um, we went in one time shopping for something. It must have probably been like school supplies or something. It was, it was, I'm sure like well into September, but not anywhere near October. <laughs> um, and they'd always have like the Halloween stuff there in the front of the store and they'd be getting out that time of year. And they had this whole selection of like prosthetic makeup and stuff like that. Okay. And so my brother and I were like, Oh man, you know, let's, let's do this. So we got a bunch of that stuff and, uh, when is the the wolf man and like the the package came with uh this like it's called spirit gum it's like glue for makeup stuff okay yeah, and i yeah. glued like a million pounds of this woolly <laughs> hair that comes with it oh, no. all over my face and oh, no. I just remember the whole i mean i thought it looked bad you know like like not bad but like like you know 80s bad like you know bad yeah, yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i just i thought it was the coolest thing ever had like a ripped up shirt you know like one of my dad's uh um 
flannel shirts and stuff is all ripped up that uh, put on and um at any rate the the thing was that like throughout the night all that like wool stuff like glued on my face like started making me sweat like it stinged my eyes so by the end of the night i look like i'm like this like sad little crying werewolf you know because all the sweats in my eyes (laughs) but i love that costume man that's my favorite (laughs) that's funny speaking of your brother i remember i remember one time i spent the night at your house in uh I probably told you this story too at some point, but I I don't remember what we were doing, but we were, I remember we, I can kind of picture the layout. We, we walked, we were either walking to your bedroom or from your bedroom. And I think there was a a side room, Uh the bathroom and your, your your brother kind of came out and he had a flashlight and he, he had it shining under his face. So it lit (laughs) up like his face, like from below. Uh And I mean, he looked like a, you know, like a devil or something. I mean, (laughs) I just remember uh, it was so like I'd never seen I'd never seen that before you know you know like <laughs> that that kind of lighting and it was just like what I mean it was it, it scared me but um, I'll never forget that it was really neat it was neat it's neat now it's <laughs> neat now <laughs> yeah he used to do that all the time I don't know I don't know how he got me every single time but he'd always the hallway had that one door to the bathroom that you had to pass to go to our rooms because they kind of trunked off at the end. And yeah. he did that so many times, hidden that bathroom and popped out with some crazy stuff going on. Like one night, I remember uh, Dad let us watch Poltergeist uh, when it was on like a like back when they did the free HBO thing or whatever yeah, for like a month. Yeah, that's actually on uh, today. So you know the clown scene, right, with the the puppet? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrified me, just terrified me to no end. Uh, like had to like take a break from the movie because of it. Um, and uh, so then that night when we were all done with our popcorn, the movie was over, and we we're going off to bed. My brother had this, uh, it's like a ventriloquism doll, somewhat similar oh, to that. No. And uh, thing comes flying out of the bathroom while he's letting out this like. <laughs> kind of cackle oh, oh my goodness no. yeah oh that's perfect older brothers i, I tell you <laughs> <laughs> hey do, you, do y'all have the uh spirit stores up there spirit I the, the halloween the they're called spirit huh we, we might i know we got a few different ones that kind of pop up during the season okay yeah yeah we we have one down here uh i because uh i guess our town's too small but i mean not our town but the one next to us but uh it's called spirit and it, it's for you know one month every year and they sell halloween costumes and stuff but they'll uh they they sell uh little animatronics and oh, yeah. fake spiders and <laughs> you know moving skeletons and stuff but every year inside the store they'll set up a bunch of that stuff that you you know that you can buy but you can walk around and some of them have these little like uh like a trigger plate i guess you would step on it and and like a, a a giant spider would like lunge at you, um, so so it's really fun because you go in there and you know they have like uh, scary people and clowns and stuff and they'll talk and move and stuff but they have those little trigger plates and if you if you get there before somebody and not paying attention you can like step on it and like try to get somebody. <laughs> it's, it's really neat. It's a fun store. It's 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 pretty neat. Yeah, I really like that stuff. I mean, I don't I don't own any of it, and my my wife's. She's kind of a little bit uppity about that sort of thing. She'll see like a yard full of stuff, and she'll be like, "Oh, you know, like." <laughs> but I'm like, oh, "That's kind of cool, you know." Yeah. I don't want to yeah. have to store it, but uh, it's cool. Yeah, to look that's at. the exactly. 
Yeah, it's like a, it's like all those big inflatable yes, things. Yes, yes, you know? that kind of stuff. And then, and then when they when they let the air out, the yard looks like it's full of trash, <laughs> like a hurricane hit or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we uh, so we live in the middle of nowhere, and uh, we got a, ma- a neighbor maybe, maybe three quarters of a mile away, and okay. his yard is he just moved in recently, and his yard is just full of that stuff, and it's like out in the middle of nowhere. Oh. Like there's nobody oh, wow. enjoying this but him, really. Uh, and so she's always making fun oh, of him, wow. but, but I got that little place inside my heart that's like a little envious, like, oh, that's kind of cool, man. I just want to go for a yeah. jog just to see his yard, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that actually. We'll we'll um, we'll drive around every now and then uh, and and look at all the the Halloween stuff, kind of like you know the same thing we do at Christmas for Christmas lights. But mm-hmm. um, if if we know if if we know there's a bunch of houses that have stuff, uh, we'll drive around and look at them. Do people do the, uh, the like haunted house kind of thing there? You know, like a scary, uh, yeah, scary uh... yeah, yeah. There's a couple. Um, so that that neighborhood that we walk around, um, every now and then, someone will kind of do like their garage where you could kind of walk through it. Um, and then, actually, in in the little town that I live in, there's these two neighbors that live across from each other on a little, I guess, kind of like a little side street, maybe. Mm-hmm. And they'll kind of block off that street and turn it into. Uh, like a haunted street kind of oh, thing. Oh, cool! Um, and they go all out. We went last year, and they had people walking around and, and like, like trash cans on fire and stuff. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was really, really neat. I mean, especially for this town, you know, for such a small town, uh-huh. and uh, it, it was pretty cool. We had a guy that lived uh, over by our old house, um, and I don't know exactly what he did for a living. He was a mechanic at a factory, uh, or uh, what do they call him? It's not a mechanic. It's a what do you call those people? maintenance guy now i don't know anyhow he uh had a lot of different skills and so he would throw this big family halloween party at his house and he'd invite us over as neighbors but he would rig up in his garage like all these different little hydraulic press kind of things and stuff so he had like dummies that would pop up and a lot of cool lighting effects and things he he was a wizard at it uh and and he was just a normal everyday guy you'd never think oh this guy's gonna go nuts during halloween and build all this crazy (laughs) stuff in his garage that's cool uh, yeah yeah that's 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 neat do do y'all do um do you ever do you go to like haunted houses and stuff do they have that there they they have a lot of them um they're starting to become kind of like a a popular way to make side money like people like put on like professional ones um, oh really? Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. We, we as a family, we don't do much of that just because my my girls just aren't into it much, and my son's yeah. still kind of a bit young for it. Um, I've always kind of been fascinated by it, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, we just currently aren't. Yeah, I I love them. Um, the the only problem is they're so far from where where we live. It's hard to find find them. Every now and then. Uh, there might be one kind of close to us, but uh, to get to the good ones, it's like an hour and a half, a two-hour drive. Oh, yeah. um, but actually, uh, yeah, but this this place is like an hour away. They have a corn maze. They do like a corn maze in, the, I guess, the fall. Um, but then in October, they section off part of the, the cornfield, and they do like a haunted corn maze trail. Oh, cool. And they only do it at night on certain days, and and you you go back to the to the back of the corn maze, and you they have it lit by tiki torches, and it's only like your group, and you go through the corn maze. Uh, well, it's actually just a trail through the corn, but they've got different stuff set up, and um, 
we've, we've done it the last two years and it's super fun. Um, it's really neat cause it's dark and you're in a corn, you're in a cornfield. So it's already creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then stuff's jumping out of you, yelling at you, chasing you in the corn. Uh, it's super fun. I love all that stuff. Uh, actually I went, uh, I used, we used to live in Austin and they had a bunch up around there and I went to this one, we just kind of found it. Me and a friend found it on accident. We were coming back from a, a comic convention and we saw a sign off the highway said, you know, haunted house. Like, yeah, let's go check it out. So we drove and we had to drive out in the country, which was really really creepy because we, we didn't really know where we were and we went out there and it was an old farm and they had turned the barn into a haunted house and they had turned the house into a separate haunted house so you could do both of them and the house uh i remember going in and at one point they had like a library set up and they they would do like the flickering lights and stuff and they had these little kids dressed up as ghosts and so they would they would turn the lights off and turn the lights back on, and then they would turn the lights off and turn it back on, and then when they turn it back on, these little kids were all of a sudden, like, right next to you. <laughs> and it was super creepy because you didn't hear them come in. And then they were like, okay, you know, uh, everybody run, go down the hallway. And the little kids started, like, shoving me, like, down the hall. It was, like, really weird, you know, they're like, because most haunted houses, you're not supposed to touch yeah. people, you know. And they were, like, shoving me against the wall and stuff, and... um which was, you know, I don't mind. It was fun. It was really creepy. And then we went outside, and 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 you you go outside, and they had like a little uh, fish pond or uh, you know like a little garden pond, whatever you want to call it. And we walked around, and and it's like a group of like I don't know ten of us at a time, you know. And so we're going, and we're like, you know, I know something's gonna happen, right? Uh, and no one knows is it there's a tree and there's a pond, and you're walking like some somebody's coming from somewhere. <laughs> A guy jumped up out of the water. Oh wow! Yeah, dude, waiting was, there, huh? Yeah, man, it was so <laughs> awesome. So everybody's screaming and running, and then you go in in the last room in the house. Oh, dude, I totally forgot. The very first room had a, a ceiling that lowered. Really? Yeah, dude, it was like the craziest haunted house, and it lowered to like maybe three feet, dude. It was pretty wild. <laughs> uh, and so the last room. You go in a room, and it's like a room within a room, and you're looking through, like, these little wooden slats, and you can see that Texas chainsaw guy, like, chopping <laughs> somebody up or whatever. Well, so everybody's watching him. He's got the chainsaw, you know, and you're like, oh, man, it's, he's he's going to he's gonna get out or something, you know, because, you know, uh, something's No, it's well, coming. So you're looking through, like, this, this wall with, like, it's all, like, boarded up and stuff. Well, the wall drops into the ground. So... <laughs> So then you're like face to face with the chainsaw guy, man, and it was people were screaming. Uh, they actually ran over one girl, and so everybody's running. The chainsaw guy's chasing everybody, and then you 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 go outside, and you have to run through the backyard to get out. And they have sheets hanging up like they're drying, you know, like on a uh -huh. clothesline. And your people are running through the sheets. I mean, it was it was crazy, man. Man, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, dude. I mean, I've never seen another like that because it seems like there's so many ways to get hurt on that. But <laughs> yeah. it's the best haunted house I've ever been to. Yeah, that's a, a big thing at the ones around here. And I don't know how much of it is, is real legal precedents and uh, how much of it is just kind of like building the hype. But a lot of them, when you get in line and pay the money, you got to sign these waivers about, you know, oh. sue them for, you know, getting hurt or whatever. 
Wow. Yeah. The, we uh, went to um, we went to one. It was <laughs> it was uh, it was an old Luby's. You remember? Do y'all have Luby's up there? That, I don't think so. It was sort of like uh, it was in the mall. They were in the malls, and they were like a restaurant slash buffet. Okay. Uh, inside the mall, and so in Austin they had this old mall, and inside was a Luby's, and they shut they shut down. Well, one year they turned the Luby's into a haunted house. And uh, we went, actually, I took my parents with us, and um, we were the only people there. We got there, like, really early, and we were, like, the first people there. And so it was just us four, four is me, Sarah, and my parents. And we went through the lubies where they had people jumping out, and you could see, like, the kitchen and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and they kind of used it as, like, you know, it's a haunted restaurant or whatever. Well, at one point, you go into the uh, the old walk-in freezer and had one little light bulb in there, and in the corner was like a scary uh, girl, like the Japanese girl with the long hair, okay, kind of yeah. in the corner. And they actually closed the door on you, so you were locked in the in the freezer with one light bulb and that scary lady in there, <laughs> and screaming. I mean, it was it was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff. Hey, we uh, the local high school for the city here. They used it as a fundraiser for their band. Part okay. of the part of the property that they owned was an old uh like uh, it wasn't really a, like a retirement home it was more like a, a nursing home for old people like a kind of a hos- <laughs> hospital kind of care okay yeah and uh it had gotten a little bit dilapidated <laughs> so they uh, they let the band go in there and tear it apart and reconfigure it and they they put on this real elaborate haunted house every year and, and raise money oh, for wow. their band trips and stuff and the first half decade that they did it it was just fantastic i mean they really wow. put a lot of effort in the theater department got involved and made a bunch of sets and stuff for it uh oh, really wow. cool stuff but then as time went on they kind of started putting less and less effort into it and you kind of everything just was like a room that was all spray painted over and people just came out yelling at you kind of thing okay uh, yeah and then finally yeah. there was i guess a family of bats that got inside there throughout the oh, summer no. and there's so much guano and stuff the health department wouldn't let them to, uh, go in there and do it anymore oh but, uh, no it is kind of cool <laughs> you reminded me so a couple years ago they did that uh, at the local high school here in our town, the uh, the band put on a little haunted house in the auditorium uh, on the stage, like behind the stage. Uh, they had a couple like dressing rooms or whatever, and you you you, I mean it was pretty small, but you went through like I don't know five or six rooms, and people would jump out at you or whatever. And the money was for band or theater, or whatever it was, and <laughs> so we went. And you have to wait in line to get in because, you know, only like so many people can go at a time, of course. So it's our turn. Uh, it was me, Sarah, and Ryland and Ari. And uh, Ryland was, man, I don't know, five or six. And we go in, and you have to walk down uh, the aisle, you know, past all, this, all the seating. And you get up to the stage, and there's like some, I can't remember if it was a clown or what. And he was up on the stage being creepy. <laughs> and then, and then you, you have to go up onto the stage and then then it starts well we get up to that point and i don't know the clown he i don't know he was creepy and my son was like nope and he <laughs> turned around and he ran all the way back down the aisle to the to the door that came in and just like slammed the door open and ran out and uh my wife you know 
went after him because my daughter and I had already started going into the, the, the haunted <laughs> part. So that was all kind of behind us. I don't know if we even knew that happened until afterwards. But he ran all the way back, slammed the door open, hit the hit the the adult guy, like hit him with the door, and like took off running. And she had to go after, after him <laughs> oh, and get man. him. Yeah. <laughs> there was a uh, haunted house at a fair once I remember, and so uh, it, my my family would take animals you know, livestock to shows and then, uh, there's always, you know, oh, okay. the midway with stuff. And, and so there's this one fair yeah, I remember. And after we were done showing the animals and all this, I talked to my parents into letting us go on some rides. So my mom bought these tickets for us to go on the rides and, uh, there's this haunted house there. And so she gave me the tickets. I went up and I, I put them in the dish and I, I got like five foot in and there was something that popped out. I was pretty young at the time. And it scared <laughs> the crap. I mean, I ran back out and then I was like, I want to do it again, Mom. I want to try again. <laughs> and she gave me the tickets, and I gave it to the guy, and I went in, made it like another 10 foot. Something else popped out. And finally, I come back. Mom's like, you're not going in again, boy. <laughs> so that's enough. You know, you've not been on the ride twice already. <laughs> but you're like, hey, if I do it like 10 more times, <laughs> yeah, I'll make it all the way through. <laughs> this cost $100 to get through this one. <laughs> yeah. The most expensive haunted house ever. Yeah. Yeah, we we actually have our, our carnival. Um, uh, it's actually starting, uh, I think, tomorrow. The uh, the the 4-H kids here in town they show animals like you were saying, and at the same time, uh, like a carnival comes into town, um, and they have like the the rides and stuff. But they don't. Man, I wish they had a haunted house. They have like a like a house of mirrors, I guess, like a fun house, um, which is real. Real. They have two of them actually. They have a, a, a kind of like a a fun house and then they have like a mirrors kind of thing um and when my kids were younger i get to i got to go through it with them because they were little you know um which was super fun because i got to always go through <laughs> it with them now that they're older i gotta you know buy my own tickets or whatever <laughs> um and it's kind of weird just yeah like me going in there yeah. but uh man i wish they had like a haunted house that would have been awesome yeah actually speaking of the carnival i don't know if, i don't know if i told you this story a couple years ago i was at the carnival uh um with the kids and stuff and they had a sign up and it said uh uh need help taking the carnival down uh 10 bucks an hour or something like that i'm like man that sounds interesting so i i've i found the whoever was you know doing it i said hey what's that and he said yeah 10 bucks an hour you know come back tonight we're 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 taking everything down be a couple hours work and i'm like oh that's cool 10 bucks an hour you know get to hang out with the carnies so uh so i came back and helped them take down the midway and stuff and uh got to hang out with them for like three hours um and it was it was interesting though because i because i i just wanted to talk to them you know like uh -huh. i i don't know, life I, like I, yeah exactly but man they 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 wouldn't talk they they only one guy would talk the rest of them were like they just wanted to like go to bed or whatever you know like <laughs> Or, you know, they just wanted to get it done and go eat, and they were, they were arguing with each other and stuff. It was really weird, man, but it was uh, it was pretty neat. Um, yeah, the guy was like, what are you doing Monday? And I'm like, oh, I'm going back to work, you know. <laughs> and uh, he was like, well, we're setting up, you know, in the, in the town down the road. I could really use your help. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I got to go Circus back to work. Life. <laughs> yeah, I get sucked in. Yeah, that's pretty wild. You know, I, you know, I'm just kind of dumbfounded that they even, you know, would be like that. That just like, hey, Joe, blow off the street, sure, man. You know, 
You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, just because was... you got the tax implications, you got the like insurance implications. <laughs> exactly. But, uh... Yeah. What if I got hurt or something? Yeah. Did they have you do uh... anything interesting? Like, or was it just like kind of carrying boxes around? Uh, it was actually like taking down like the um, the not the rides. Uh, the way they the way they explained it to me is you've got the rides and you've got the food people and you've got the midway, like all the games. Uh-huh. And, and those are like the three different sort of like groups and the ride people, you don't mess with them and <laughs> they don't, you know, they've got their own, they don't need your help, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and the food people, like everybody has their job and you only do your job, which um, once I got done helping them, I saw the ride guys and I was like, Hey, you know, can I go help them? Cause it looks like they got a lot of work to do. And, and uh, they're like, no, no, we don't help them. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to go see how they take down the Ferris yeah. wheel. You know what I mean? Um, but so I, so I took, I took some pictures and stuff when I could sneak my phone out and stuff. Um, but it was, it was pretty neat. I helped them take down uh, like the booths and uh, the big, where you shoot the basketballs and all that kind of stuff. And then loaded it up all on the truck. I climbed up on the truck cause uh, they were actually doing a really bad job of it, <laughs> um, which is, it was really weird because, like, some of them, like, it was like they didn't know what to do. They were, like, stacking stuff weird, um, and some of them, like, like they were yelling at each other. They didn't want to work, and I'm like, you guys do this every week. Yeah, you think you would be down pat, yeah. right? Yeah, it was weird. Like, I actually had to climb up in the 18-wheeler and help them load the stuff up and, like, and, like organize it because they didn't know what they were doing. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so I don't know if they were, like, I mean, I don't know if they were – on something or what it was really strange huh yeah the guy the, the, the guy that was running it you know he was yeah, everything was just kind of strange but uh, he actually paid me like 40 bucks for instead of 30 he was like man i really appreciate your help and i'm like man i just came for the experience you know the story <laughs> I, I i just wanted to see what it was like you know yeah that'd be cool man that'd be <laughs> i was yeah, uh for the uh the derelict club uh, adventure that i'm doing the one that's in the amusement park this last summer when they were uh kind of tearing things down at my 4-h fair here in indiana i got out my phone and started walking around taking pictures and stuff just to because you know when i'm making that map it's it's easy to think that you know what a ferris wheel looks like but then right. you know like rotate that so you're above it and then try to get some details that really make it instantly you know recognizable as a ferris wheel and, and it's a lot harder than you think <laughs> but right. uh so I snapping pictures and stuff, and I don't know if they thought I was trying to steal trade secrets or what, but they kind of <laughs> got out there and kind of like, hey, hey, hey you got to get out of here, man. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. They probably thought you were like a, a safety inspector probably or something. Probably so, yeah. You know, looking for uh, something you're not doing it right. Them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I was hoping when I, you know, he was like, when he, the guy paid me, I was like, you know, that's cool, but I really wanted like one of those giant stuffed Scooby Doo's or something. <laughs> but uh, they 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 uh, they protected that stuff pretty well. That's their money. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. I always figured that stuff was you know like five dollars from China kind of thing. Yeah, but I, I guess that's how they you know that's where they make the most of their money I guess because uh-huh. they uh <laughs> they didn't even want to talk about it. I'm like, hey, uh, where do you get that stuff? Hey, get to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, so, um, go ahead. No. No, no, no. Your turn uh, to ask questions. I was going to say, do y'all, do y'all do, like, um, like costume parties or any of that stuff? Or? Uh, it, oh. it's, it's kind of few and far between. Um, 
you know, for my adult life, even going back into high school, I've always tried really hard to put together a costume party. Like okay. in high school, I, I used to have these things. Uh, we called it Movies Till Dawn. And okay. it'd be around Halloween, and I'd try to do like a theme to it and invite people and tell them, hey, you know, yeah, wear a costume in this theme, and we'll have a bonfire, and I'll put up an outdoor, you know, theater kind of thing. And Oh, wow. Uh, and it never, like, people would come, nobody would be in costume, they'd sit around oh, and talk and man. watch a movie, you know. So it never worked oh. then, and then uh, we tried to, as uh, we have a bonfire every year, you know, for our friends and family and their kids, and uh, we've tried to a couple times do costumes there and it just never nobody's ever really motivated to do it so oh man that's fizzle dang, fizzle dude. yeah i need to move up there <laughs> yeah <laughs> man that <laughs> i went i'd uh when i lived in austin uh knew a guy who every year would do a costume costume uh halloween costume party at his, his house and uh one year i went as a smurf <laughs> <laughs> like body so paint I'd, smurf yes oh uh, man and so I had like white, I bought some white, white, you know, like karate pants at, at a Goodwill and uh, made like a little Smurf hat. No, I think it was like a kind of like a, a beanie. It was a big, giant white beanie. And then I got like blue uh, body, body paint stuff. But I didn't realize it till we got to his house that the body paint is the kind that doesn't dry. <laughs> it, it's, it stays, I, I, I don't know what you would ever use that for, but it never got dry. So we, we get there and I, I think I like, you know, leaned up on his counter and it's like the blue paint was like on the counter. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. It's like, I couldn't, I couldn't sit on anything. I couldn't lean on anything. Yeah. Dude, it was a Most long uncomfortable night. evening. Huh? Yeah. You had to sit up straight, you know, can't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I got the wrong paint. Now my parents and my aunt used to throw uh, costume parties all the time growing up, and they were always fantastic. Like all, oh, wow. all the family that would come would really get into it. They'd have like a, a contest where you would, you know, vote on someone other than yourself and all that. Oh wow! So, but I could never get it to go, man. Man, yeah, I like uh, part of my, uh, I guess my Halloween tradition. Uh, I try to watch like Halloween movies or. Uh, like Halloween cartoons, Halloween specials and stuff. Um, and I don't know, if, did you ever watch the show Roseanne back when it was uh -huh. on TV? Yeah. So like they did a Halloween uh, episode every year where they would have like a, in, in the show they would have like a, a costume party and stuff and it was part of the show. And so they've collected a bunch of those Halloween episodes on like one DVD. And uh, I watched them I'm like, man, I'm always so jealous because they always, these people always have these Halloween costume parties. I'm trying to remember, is, is there one of those where, I want to say John Goodman is like Mary Antoinette without the head? Is um, that that one? I, I don't know, but I, I think there's like nine nine of them, so huh. it could be. I have yeah. to watch. I, For some I reason, I have this, this image year. of him in my mind in a, in a woman's, like, you know, uh, French uh, 1700s costume, 1600s, whatever it was, uh, as, a, as a headless woman, but I don't know if I'm remembering that from something else or what but oh. I'll, to, I'll watch them this year and i'll, I'll let, let, let me know, you know if i'll, get, I'll get back to you on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. Uh, always try to do that also have like a night that i'll watch a horror movie that's somewhat family friendly and then the, the kids yeah. can stay up and watch it with me so we've we've gone through like a lot of the classics i'm a real big black and white horror fan so we've, we've done oh, okay. all the you know wolfman and frankenstein and, and all that kind of thing um, yeah, 
So I'm trying to find. I, I think maybe this year I might do the uh, the '80s Twilight Zone movie. Oh, okay, yeah. It's it's a little bit scary, but I think at this point my son's old enough. I don't think it'll yeah. rattle him too bad. Yeah, I, I try to watch some of that stuff, but my kids are like, "Oh, this is boring. We want like <laughs> scary stuff." And uh, there's a man. There was a, a scary movie that came out, and I can't remember what it was called, but it, it had to do with these kids visiting their grandparents. Oh yes, yes, the visit by uh, M yes. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that's an excellent one. Yeah, where where the uh, the grandparents aren't really their grandparents. Yeah, that's Dude, a good one. That, okay, so my daughter, we um, we went to to rent a movie, and she wanted to get that one, um, but she thought it was called Lights Out. So we go to um, do y'all have the Red Box movies up yeah. there where you can rent? Okay, so we got a we lot go of dust our... on them nowadays, but we still have some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but um. Uh, so we go, we go there, and we get lights out, because she said that's the one with the grandparents. And so, man, she was probably 12, 13, maybe. So we go get it. We put, we, it's just me and her. We got the lights off and all that. Put the movie on, and lights out is not a, is not the grandparents' movie. <laughs> what's, uh, what's it about? Lights out is this scary. It's, it's, it was a, it wasn't like inappropriate. It wasn't any graphic stuff, but. In that movie, there's this this um, man. It's like a mom, and she's got like this sort of like this invisible friend, but she used to be real, and she's tormenting her. But you can only see her like when the she only attacks when the lights are out, and like like if you're if the if the lights are on like in your room, but the room next to you the lights are off, you can like see her shadow and stuff, dude. It is creepy. Huh. It's it's really scary. I'll check that one out. Um, yeah, man, it's it's really good. Um, but anyway, that's what we watched, and we started watching it, and it opens up in this crazy, scary scene. I'm like, "Where's the grandparents?" <laughs> and we, we we watched it a little bit more, and I'm like, "I don't think this is the right movie." And it was scary. And then we ended up, you know, we're like, "Yeah, this can't be right." So then we, we later we got the actual the, the visit, and that one's good too, man. That one's oh man. Anyway. Those lights out, man. It's good. I'll, I'll be checking that one out for sure. Yeah, it's it's fun. You ever see um, paranormal Paranormal Activity? I have not seen that one. I oh, know man, it's a big one. I just for whatever yeah. reason, whenever it came out, there was something else going on in my life, and I I never caught the original, and so I never watched the ones that came out after it. Yeah, the the first one. <laughs> okay, so the house we live in, um, it's it was built in 1904 or something. So uh, the walls are real thin. The floor, it's it's up on it's on beams. So uh, under our house, like uh, the the floors are real thin. Like dogs get under our house and stuff. And um, our house is is kind of interesting because it's got a second story, but on the on the ground floor, all the rooms open up into sort of like a circle, and the huh. stairs are in the middle. So you you could walk through the entire downstairs, going from one room to the next. There's no hallways. Uh, it's just room after room, and so to get to the bathroom, you have to walk through somebody's room, kind of thing. Huh. Um, it's kind of weird. Um, it's it was fun with the kids because we could play chase and run through the whole house, you know, and chase <laughs> each other. It's a little more it's a little more awkward now, but um, so <laughs> so so you can hear everything in the house. 
especially at night without in, if you don't have the air on or the heater you can hear everything so that paranormal activity movie is about this like demon or something um possessing this lady and whatever but it's super creepy it's really good the first one's really good so i watched it by myself one night uh big mistake um <laughs> Because when it came time to go to bed, I had to have, like, all the lights on. Uh, I could hear everything. I could, I could swear there was something walking in the house. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, I've not done good. that so many times. Got myself scared, you know, just just uh, that same sort of scenario, just watching a movie or something, and it just grabs a hold of me just enough that there's that little childish part of my mind that will not, you know, <laughs> right, not right, believe right. me when I keep telling it, there are no such things as monsters. You're a grown adult. You know this <laughs> Yeah, it's like I got to turn all the lights off and go put, uh, you know, go put some uh, like cartoons on or something. <laughs> Fall asleep on the couch watching, you know, GI Joe or something. <laughs> there's a movie I like that's a, not really a good movie, but there's just something about the concept of it that's uh, always kind of been cool to me. Have you ever seen the remake of Thirteen Ghosts? Thirteen Ghosts. Ah, uh, man. Does that have Antonio Banderas in it? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I can't remember who all has in it, but I don't think it has him in it. Okay. Um, it's got it the guy. Familiar. Are you are you familiar with the movie Galaxy Quest? Yes. Okay, you know the engineering guy that the the squid lady kind of falls in love with, with curly hair and kind of a, a kind of a real cheerful smile. He's kind of somewhat oh. Hispanic looking, or maybe Cuban or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's got that guy in it. He's he's one of the main characters in it. Okay, um, okay. And I can't remember who all else is in it. I honestly I've only seen it a couple times. But um the the original concept was it was like an old movie where they were doing the whole uh matinee trick sort of thing back when, when every movie had like a, a gimmick or whatever, like the tingler oh. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh so this okay. one, the original movie you had to wear these like ghost glasses that basically uh had the prism in it where when you had them on you could see the ghost on the screen. And then oh, uh, wow. if you didn't, you didn't see the ghost. Oh, the, that's neat. Yeah. And, and so the remake, they did a thing where the characters in the movie had these special glasses that allowed them to see the ghosts that were around them in this house. Um, and the movie's not very good. I'm not I'm not recommending it on its own merits as a movie. But it's uh, it's got this kind of cool conceptual thing where this, this uh, occult guy is trying to collect these 13 ghosts. And once he collects the 13 ghosts, he can like trade their spirits for this like I, I don't I can't even remember like some sort of like demon or something that'll you know serve him uh and it's just it's really got this interesting kind of thing where like the ghosts have a background of what kind of ghosts they have to be and under what circumstance they had to have died and I don't know oh okay I, I wow. just it, there's a few movies out there like that for me where the movie itself isn't good but the concept of it like really right, sparks right. my imagination makes me think oh that's really you know an interesting kind of premise and but uh, so anyway. oh man, that that whole idea of having like special glasses where you can see ghosts where other people can't—that could be man, that could be freaky. Yeah, I like that idea. I Speaking wish... of 13, 13 ghosts, didn't uh, Scooby Doo have a series where they were with Vincent Price or something? And they were trying to find thirteen ghosts. You ever could see that? Be. I don't, I don't remember that one. I know he was on there, but uh, yeah, huh. wonder if that has any connection. If that's you know them kind of riffing on that, huh? I think it was Scooby, Shaggy. I mean, I'm uh, um, sorry, Scooby, uh, Scrappy, Scrappy, <laughs> da and and uh, and Daphne. And I think they were hunting. I think there was like a, a little boy, 
and they were trying to find 13 ghosts. And I think it might have Vincent Price in there. I can't remember. Hmm. That, that might be a good Halloween one. Yeah. My kids are huge Scooby-Doo fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. I still watch Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> all, all by myself. <laughs> I always found it interesting uh, how many, like, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, I guess, co-stars, uh, special guest stars they had on the old Scooby-Doo shows. Oh. I mean, like, oh, crazy yeah. stuff. I mean, obviously, like, the Globetrotters, but then they had, like, the Three Stooges. They had, like, you know, episodes with... Uh, um, oh, who's the one football guy? I mean, just, it, it, you, you look at some of it, and it's just like, wow, man, they were just, you know, in the studio just throwing spaghetti at the wall, man, just like, yeah, hey, yeah. let's try this, let's do that. Yeah, exactly. Yes, uh, speaking of ghosts, I mean, have, have you ever, you ever seen one, or? Well, so, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> you got your glasses on. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where the, the older I've gotten, the more I, I've talked myself out of believing, you know, what I think I experienced. But yeah. uh, when we first moved from where we lived over by you guys, or at least on that side of town, uh, out to the country, uh, it was about Easter time, and uh, we moved in this old house. It's it was you know built in the oh mid 1800s 1850s 1860s oh wow and it's real real creepy old farmhouse lots of you know one of those deals where the farmers over the time had built weird rooms on and and made different additions and things so the house itself's a little unsettling and then uh the first wife of the guy that owned it before my dad bought it uh she died at a railroad track about a half a mile down the road uh, was was ran over by the train, and Ooh. and I had heard, you know, going into this that uh, there were some s- some kind of suspicions about the whole thing. That, uh, that there's rumor yeah. that like he had cheated on her, and that there like she just literally just parked her car on the tracks. I don't, you know, I need to probably check that out now that I'm older and, and see what what's really real. But that was that was the lowdown when I was a kid. Wow. So we moved in around. Easter time, and in fact, I think it might have just been like a week before Easter, maybe two, and uh, a night, maybe just a few days after Easter, I was laying in bed, and I heard my door open, and so I start yelling at my brother, and then I I get up and look, and he's not there, it's just like I can see from the the light of the moon outside through the window that there's nobody there, the door's just open, And, uh, and, and worse yet, the way that the upstairs is set up, I can see his bedroom door, and it's closed. <laughs> oh, no. So I was no. like, uh, okay, weird old house, door just, you know, was out of, out of cattywampus or whatever, however they say that, and it uh, just opened, uh, you know, gravity, man, gravity. So I'm laying there, and then I start hearing, because I've got my Easter basket there with, like, the candy in it and stuff, just off kind of over in my closet just to the side of the bed, maybe about six feet off, and I start hearing rustling and stuff and at this point you know I, i'm you know i think i was we just got into junior high so you know i'm 12 years old or whatever but nonetheless i'm just freaking the hell out and so oh, i just yeah. kind of scoot under my covers you know and uh, eventually throughout the night of cowering under my covers i fall asleep and when wow. i wake up the next day uh 
my brother's, uh, you know, you know, typical Bernie, my older brother, uh, I like walk past his room and he like throws a handful of chocolate at me and he's like, what the hell was that about? And I'm like, what? He goes, why'd you put these all over my floor? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't know, uh, there was one other time later that same year that, uh, I was going upstairs and I'd had the radio on in my room and the lights were off. And when I first got up to the landing, I swear I saw like a lady in a flower dress in the corner of the room in the dark, uh, like dancing to the music. And it just happened to be like an older, you know, this was back when uh, a lot of those older songs were popular again, kind of, you know, the, the Stand By Me uh, movie phase and all that where you had oh, the, oh. all those like, uh, uh, oh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the, the old 50s yeah. revival kind of thing that was happening in the late 80s. Um oh. Oh no! So yeah, and so I just like kind of like turned around, walked back down the stairs, you know. Oh wow! Other than that, nothing ever ever happened after that. But um, wow. but now as an adult, I look back on that, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe we had mice. Maybe mice were getting into the basket. Maybe you know, I, I you know, as an adult, I just I can't really believe because I've never seen anything else, never had anything else happen like that before. So I don't believe it really did, but. Yeah, I, you know, I remember being a kid. And I remember feeling that, you know, something's there. Something's going through my basket. Something opened the door. There's a lady I saw, you know. So I don't oh, know. wow. I'm not saying I believe in ghosts. I, I could well possibly just been a kid that was over-sugared on Easter candy and, you know, hallucinating. I don't know. But uh, it was weird. How about you? Well, uh, no, no. I'm, man, now I'm scared. I need to go put some cartoons <laughs> on. <laughs> No, uh, no, I've never, I can't say that, um, <laughs> okay, so, so this is really stupid, but, um, when we lived in Indiana, we had a basement, and I remember I had this little green bouncy ball, it was really neat, and I was, I was bouncing it, because part of the, part of the base, the basement walls were like cinder block or whatever, mm -hmm. and I remember I was bouncing it, and it bounced, and we had like a, I guess you would call it like a drop ceiling, uh, where it's got like those big like mm -hmm. little like sound uh, tile kind of thing tiles. Yeah. yeah, and and one of them was kind of like it wasn't quite flush, so there was like a little gap. And I remember the bouncy ball went up in there, and I was like, oh man. <laughs> and and then like several seconds later, it came flying out. Oh. Wow. And. So for, at the time, I was like, oh, my gosh, some, there's something in there, you know. <laughs> but in reality, it probably took a while to, to hit something and bounce and roll back out. But I remember at the time, I was like, oh, you know, ran back <laughs> upstairs or whatever. Um, Keep the ball, man. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, I've never seen anything. I know when we, when we first moved into this house, my daughter was a year and uh, she was a year old, and it was within that first year, I guess, my wife said, um, I think she was brushing her teeth or something one time, and she she felt like, uh, she thought it was Ariana come up behind her and pushed her, uh, but there's no one there, and then another time, we had, like, one of her toys, like, turn on at midnight or something, like, uh, <laughs> it was the kind where you have to, like, press a button uh -huh. kind of thing, where I, I don't think it was a mouse, you know? Um, I got one on we, that when uh, when our first daughter was born, Evelyn. Uh, for whatever reason, she got like four of these uh, stuffed animals that when you press them, they did the the child oh, prayer. You know, the yeah. now I lay me down to sleep. Oh no! You know? And uh, 
my wife and I, <laughs> yeah. So, so my <laughs> wife and I are on the couch, and it's late at night because you know when you first have a kid, you, 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 the only time you get's like way in the wee hours of the night, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and we're sitting there watching a movie, and uh, just for no no reason at all, this this doll goes off. And at that point, it was like kind of low on batteries anyhow. Ooh. So it's got this this extra creepiness. Oh, no. Now lay me down. Oh, <laughs> it's, no. It's just out of random, man. It's like we both look at each other and go, so that's oh. a bit creepy. Yeah, because those things don't. You got to press them. That, yeah. Oh, no, uh. No, no, no. Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I can't. No. Can't do that. Yeah, we actually had um, um, couple a couple years we've had like mice problems because of the way our house is and and our, there's like an empty field next to us and anyway um, when we do get like a cold uh, you know like a, I guess what we would call a cold winter a lot of times uh, we would have you'd see a mouse in the house or something mm-hmm. so we'd have to put out traps. Well, I remember one year. Um, Dude, one year we killed like 30 mice, man. It was crazy. <laughs> but um, I remember I was, was watching, we were watching TV and a mouse just ran across the floor. It's the first time I'd seen a mouse in our house and it freaked me out. Well, uh, so we knew, um, my dad had told me, he's like, you know, he put out traps, but he said, if you catch that one, there, there's always more. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, if you see one, there's more. So I just put, you know, traps out everywhere. And every day there'd be a dead mouse in there. <laughs> um, and you'd see stuff like chewed up or whatever. Well, I remember, so it was, um, went to, went to bed and it wasn't, it wasn't quite, we didn't need the heater or anything. So it was just super still and everybody fell asleep and I was laying there and I could hear, we have wooden floors uh-huh. and I could hear like the, like a mouse, like walking across the floor, uh, like in the other room and then you could hear it like coming into the bedroom and I'm like oh my gosh do not crawl up on the bed I mean, it, was, it was creepy man oh, I don't I don't like that yeah there, there's something about like laying there and, and hearing something moving <laughs> yes, and not knowing yes. where it is or what it's you know. yes it's like you yeah, need some noise <laughs> yeah so um, speaking of speaking well not speaking of that, but uh, you you uh you ever watch Sammy Terry? He's on Facebook now. Yeah, ever... yeah, yeah. So uh, my brother and I we're real big into him. Uh, so that for those of you that are listening, uh, Sammy Terry and, and he is on Facebook, so anyone can check him out that wants to. Uh, he was kind of like the local horror host uh, out of Indianapolis in Indiana, and supposedly he's the longest running horror host in the nation. I don't I don't know if that's oh, wow. factual or not, but supposedly. Uh, but he was uh, basically in the late 70s, a lot of the TV stations were getting these uh, horror packages of the old black and white horror shows and stuff, movies. And a lot of them would have a host that would introduce the movie and kind of do the commercial segments in between. So uh, he was the big one around here. And every Friday night at like 11 o'clock, he'd come on and show some you know, public domain film or some really you know, old horror movie or real you know, cheesy B-flick or whatever. And then do segments in between that were kind of passing his comedy and whatnot. So yeah, we you watched him all the time. How about yeah, you guys? Uh, I, yeah, I remember seeing him. Um, I don't I don't remember like you know how often, but I know I remember seeing him on on TV. Uh, but 
I would we would watch him back downstairs in the basement, so it's super creepy. <laughs> Um, and I remember the one movie I really remember is I think it's called Race Race with the Devil. Huh. Uh, I think it's Peter Fonda, and they're it's like a, a family and they're they're camping in an RV or something, and they they go out uh, around the campground at night or something. They see like a, a, a satanic sacrifice or something, and they're like, oh my gosh, well the the satanic people I guess see them. So then the rest of the movie, if I remember correctly, is the the, the satanist or whatever, satanist, they're chasing them and trying to kill them because they saw them do a sacrifice or something. And, and, and uh, it was pretty neat. It was pretty huh. good. Yeah, I I, I'm kind of surprised. I know time. a lot of those movies, you know, typically you name a horror movie from, you know, back in the day and I've seen it, but that's one I don't think I've seen. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I, I don't really remember... Uh, I don't really remember much of it, but I but I I saw it years ago as a, as an adult because I you know I wonder if that's what what that was you know and it's pretty good it's pretty <laughs> neat. The one I remember uh, and I don't remember the titles the problem I want to say it's the man with two heads or something like that. Okay, I've heard uh, of that. <laughs> it's where it's like there's this farmer kind of a guy and uh, this mad scientist like grafts this like killer's head onto his shoulders <laughs> and then the killer's okay. making the big brawny farmer do things you know kill people oh wow okay uh i just remember it because it was so ridiculous looking and i just was amazed at it as a kid just like man that's kind of weird like you know you can obviously tell it's just one guy standing behind the other with his head on his shoulder you know (laughs) (laughs) that's funny but uh it was uh yeah it was fun one though but yeah he uh we actually my brother and i it was a birthday present to my brother uh cemetery's son cemetery uh the original guy um, I think his name was uh, John Carter or Mark Carter or something like that. He passed away just a few years back, maybe seven years ago. But his son, uh, who actually was helping him back when he was doing the original show as like kind of like a set hand, he's kind of taking it over, and he does a pretty good imitation of his dad's creepy laugh and all that. So he has a – you can go watch them record the Facebook movie that they do each – first friday of the month oh nice so i bought okay. my brother some tickets and we went and watched and it, it was really kind of cool they showed oh, you wow. some of the old props from the old show and everything so so you were there in the audience yeah yeah they have a oh, wow. small what section movie was it uh it was uh, terror train which is a okay. uh it's got uh, peter cushion on it it's the one where they're they're on this like trans-siberian railroad and they're transporting this archaeological discovery that's sort of like this cthulian monster Oh wow! So okay, so you, when you were there, th- did they actually show the movie, or did, was it just did he just kind of do the bits in between, or yeah? So the they got the movie going, and they've got a screen where you can watch it. Now the sound is is not on uh, unless it, it's on when he's not on, and then when he is on, everything's okay, okay. you know all, all quiet on the set sort of thing. But um. Okay. So yeah, you do get to kind of watch the movie, but but most of the time while the movie's playing and he's not being filmed, uh, he'll come over and that's when he kind of like brings out all the different props and talks about like how they did the original and and why things were like they were. Like like if you ever see this guy, if you go on Facebook and look up Sammy Terry, spelled S A M M Y T capital T E R R Y. Um, if you look at him, I mean he, it's pretty low budget. It's like a, a guy <laughs> with like a hooded cape with like green and purple makeup on and, and kitchen gloves like the rubber yellow kitchen gloves <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Uh, yeah. 
but he talks about like why that was that like his dad was a salesman for the studio and he bought this collection of movies from Universal to be able to play and the studio's like well no we got to have somebody introduce them and he didn't have time to like hire anyone so they're like well you better you know think up something <laughs> so he, oh, wow. he just put this stuff on at his house and wore a, a suit coat backwards to like you know bring it high on his neck and uh talked oh, about wow. how like the original coffin was actually just like in a uh, coffee table with like plywood put on it or something uh, <laughs> that's pretty neat yeah Wow. It is fun, yeah. If you if you ever uh, if you ever get to Indiana and it's near a first Friday of the month, uh, you'll have to go check that out. It's uh, it's kind of fun to be in the audience there. Yeah, man, that'd be worth it. That that would be. <laughs> hey, um, so so Halloween and back to um, the RPGs and stuff. Do they have any Halloween themed like RPG games that you know of? So yeah, there's there's a lot of. Uh, RPGs that are in the the vein of like scary stuff, obviously. Uh, like the, the one that probably everybody's familiar with is Call of Cthulhu, um, okay, right. where everything's about these these ancient monsters and stuff that are you know out basically to destroy people. <laughs> um, there's a Ghostbusters RPG that I'm actually on the next podcast that we're gonna have uh, here at the end of the month. We're actually doing a bit on it, uh, maybe oh, okay. with one of the creators of it. I'm still kind of working oh, wow. things out with him. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so that you got that, and then, you know, there's there's all sorts of zombie ones, and we uh, we talked about one a, a few episodes ago called uh, Chill, which is kind of a horror themed one. But I would say, and you, you kind of brought this up in a text you had sent to me, um, probably hands down the, the RPG that I hear most people talk about running during Halloween is an old AD and D game called Ravenloft, where okay. it's it's basically just a straight rip off of Dracula, where the characters arrive under mysterious circumstances into this creepy village that seems to be being held hostage by this uh, Count Zarovich that lives up in this castle on the hill and more or less he's a vampire and you got to go and find where his coffin is and stake him uh, to free the town and to get back to your own home world okay wow but uh, I've heard lots of people talk about running it I, I myself have run it a few times on Halloween uh, you know, back in like college in my early adult life, uh, when you know didn't have kids to take trick or treating and whatnot. Uh, right. But it's a pretty fun one. It's really got that a lot be... of ambience to it. Yeah, that'd be neat. You know, uh, I don't know. You don't have to like put this this in the in the in the podcast or whatever. But uh, I don't know. It might be a neat idea to have like a uh, like a I don't know. Just spitballing, but like the the adventure is your your trick or treating. And each person's costume is sort of like, you know, determines like their ability sort of. Yeah. And you're, you're trick-or-treating, but I don't know what you're trying to do, but there's like real monsters in the houses or I don't know. That might be something fun, like a simple little game that, uh, I don't know, maybe we could make that and it could be like a Halloween tradition for people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that does sound like a, a fun one. I, you know, honestly, uh, you know, that, that'd be an easy steal for the Dare Luck Club, you know, get the kids out there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, have something where their their costumes empower them, but there's actual monsters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be fun. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah, I know there's a, recently there was a Kickstarter for an RPG that was basically based off of slasher movies and stuff. Um, okay. I'm not real sure. I, I, I never got into the, the Kickstarter, so I, I didn't really get to see the final product. But I'm not really sure, like, how that would play out. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, 
what makes a slasher movie scary or interesting and whether or not you can really translate that to a table and playing characters and rolling dice. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so so you're sort of like the uh, the typical like uh, you know people trying to get away from Jason or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay. So I mean, that's yeah. the thing for me because like th- those movies, you have to have the like build up of body count to to keep you know the suspense going and to make the you know seem all the more dreadful as you get towards the end. So uh, you know, with players, you can't really do that. You can't kill off all but one player eventually. <laughs> right, you know? right. It's kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, and a lot of those are like jump scares, and I don't really know how you would do that very well in role playing to, to make a jump scare happen at the table. You gotta slam the table all yeah. of a sudden or something. <laughs> he pops <laughs> out at you! Have your brother jump out of that closet or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, man. Did you, uh, you go ahead. Did you watch the, uh, did you watch Stranger Things at all when that yeah. was? Yeah, I've seen all the episodes of it. Yep. Yeah, they got a they got some neat Halloween stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, what's I gonna say on? Uh, yeah, you know, I I've really enjoyed that show, but uh, I I don't know, like the the, the seasons are very uh, uneven with each other. I kind of feel like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the, the tone is yeah. a little different. Yeah, the first one is is like real suspenseful and sort of. Uh, Man, I don't know how to describe it. I won't say dark, but um, it's definitely has has a s- sort of scary, ominous tone. Uh-huh. And then that the third one's almost more like a, just like an '80s kind of movie with the Russians. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's, it's it's different, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, I it definitely does have one. more of like a an action movie kind of feel yeah. to it, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I was going to say the, uh, Halloween theme here, favorite, uh, treat that you ever got or that you ever saw someone else get, uh, Halloween wise. Oh man. I'm trying to think, man, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't remember, um, because man, I don't. I'm trying to think. I, I can't really think of any. I, I would have to say, like as far as candy goes, I mean, um, I love most candies. I mean, of course, <laughs> the the chocolates, you know, the the more you know, precious uh, favorite candy. <laughs> but I always kind of liked the stuff when when people would um would I like, actually give you something like a, like an eraser or like <laughs> a, like a little I don't know like a little one of those little ghost rings or you know uh-huh. something like that because. Uh, of course, I like the candy, but but it, it was sort of like when you would get something like that, and like where you know, I well not as a kid, but potentially my parents could buy me the candy, but where are they going to find this eraser? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, well uh, that you know the candy would be gone, but the eraser's still there, kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I was always the kid that whenever like whenever we did have some extra money, and it was like we would go somewhere, I would buy a toy instead of like candy. Uh, so I would have something that would last, you know, like some, some kids, they would, uh, you know, I'm going to go buy a bunch of candy or buy, you know, like a a Coke. I'm like, no, I'm gonna go buy a toy, you know, (laughs) (laughs) something that'll last, you know. Now you, uh, you, you still do like the pop vending machine things, don't you? Don't you do have a collection of those like little. Oh yeah, dude. I I know where they all are around. (laughs) Um, and actually like lately, I mean, honestly for the past, I, I don't know. 
five years. They haven't been very good, but I know in the um, at least around here. But in the um, mid two thousands, I guess, man, they had some awesome toys. Um, I actually haven't haven't got too many recently, but man, all kind of little figures and little zombies and uh, <laughs> pop culture figures. Yeah, I've got I've got a bin full of them. I have quarters stashed in all the cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually have like a little uh, coin bag full of quarters that I'll, I will take when I know we're going places. <laughs> so I have my quarters. Now, you, you did a book on that too, didn't you? I did. Um, I actually picked a bunch of the the ones and uh, some of my favorites or or strangest ones and and did little uh, water yeah, ink and watercolor drawings. And put it all together. I was actually, I was going to do every single one that I have. <laughs> um, but there's so many because I've been, um, I mean, I have some from back when I lived in Indiana. And it's just been, uh, the, you know, for a while, uh, I never bought any. And then uh, once I moved uh, to Austin, um, there, was a, there was a grocery store that we would go to. And I, and then I would start seeing them there. And they had really good ones. So for a while there, you know, I was getting a bunch of good ones at the grocery store. And then. Uh, I wouldn't see any for like a long time, and then we moved here, and they had a bunch of good ones here. So like, I, um, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like a wave. It's up and down. But yeah, I put it all together in a book and just put it up on Amazon or whatever. And or, or no, wait, it's actually a PDF. I think uh, you can download on my website for free or whatever. Now, did you uh, aside from the drawings? Have you ever like tried to like research like who made it or, or what you know what it's supposed to represent or whatever? I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking about some of the ones I remember as a kid, and, and the things I used to like about them is that they were so unique. Like, you, you know, you, you get something that it's like, why did they make this? You know, it's like this oh, guy yeah. with a turtle head and you know butterfly yeah, wings yeah. and you know what, yeah. what's this about? You know? Yeah, I'm actually. Um... Right next to this computer, I I took a, uh, I guess it's a poster frame. It's like 24 inches by 36, so it's a big poster frame. And I built a shadow box behind it and put little shelves in it. And so it's got uh, like 20 shelves in it. They're real small. Mm -hmm. And I have uh, the vending machine toys on it, so I'm looking at it. And there's like um, there's some Care Bears that came out in the 2000s. There's a bunch of Marvel superheroes. There's uh, some SpongeBob. Um, and then there's like uh, these just weird random little monster figures. There's these, uh, uh, there's some Ben 10. There's like aliens. Um, and some of them are just so random. Uh -huh. I guess they, they paid a designer. Yeah, but to answer your question, um, I don't think I really researched them back then. Um, but I'm very curious looking at some of these, like, what the heck? Um, <laughs> that'd be really neat. That'd be a, that'd be really cool to say that you designed a, a toy that's in a vending machine. Yeah. I, I love that kind of thing where, where people go into like the background of like where something came from or, or how it came to be, uh, on stuff like that, you know, just cause it, it intrigues me how like a, a vending machine company and, and the people supplying it can get a license for Marvel, you know, did they right. really, or did they just, you know, are these close <laughs> yeah, to Marvel, exactly. you know, you know, right, right. Yeah. Because, um, the ones I have, uh, let's see, it's Spider-Man, Wolverine, the thing, ghost, uh, ghost rider, another Spider-Man and the Hulk, but they came in like three pieces. So they would fit inside that little plastic bubble. Oh, like taking apart. And, uh, huh? and you put them together and they're like two inches tall. I mean, they're, oh, they're, wow. it's a, 
yeah, they're it's like what the heck? And then but next to that's this tiny little uh weird little alien that's like, you know, half an inch tall, you know, that's <laughs> the same price. But uh yeah, it's really interesting, you know, like I may have to do some research on this stuff. I'll add it to my list of projects. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have enough of those. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> Just, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, uh, yeah. Make sure it gets behind the Dare Luck illustrations, would you? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> man, I'm always uh, hitting you up for art, man. I always feel bad about it. I'm like, man, you know, I, I don't want him to think that, you know, he's he's my artist buddy before he's just my buddy. You know what I mean? But, no, but no, you're man, such a I good mean, and talented guy, man. I, it's just like, if I can get him to the, do uh, this, that's who I want, you know? No point in being an artist if you can't do it, right? I mean... <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, uh, no, you're, you've got you've got your own drawings and, and yeah. covers and stuff in there. Yeah, that's what's neat. Just... That's it's a it's a neat creative project for sure. <laughs> um, the, so what's uh, uh, what's coming up next? So I know you're you're working on the. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't shouldn't no, speak out. I don't know. No, you're fine. What? Uh, what 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 uh what adventure are you working on on now? So I just uh just got back the uh, approval from Goodman Games to to officially announce that the one uh, mutant game that I'm working on the the Seekers of the Unknown uh, that it is MCC compatible you know using their rule set basically. So uh, tonight I got to go in and change all the labeling and stuff so it meets their legal precedence and uh, oh, wow. then I get a get a kickstart that so that's that's the thing that's you know basically it's out the door i've got two pieces of art coming in to drop into it but other than that it's fully done um, wow okay so so is this is this the mutant mutant classic yeah crawler? mutant crawl classics is the okay yeah so yeah okay. that's and so so this this is an existing property and then you you get to make games for them or, or yeah. using their rules or yeah so goodman games uh, they're maybe like i don't know maybe the third or fourth biggest role-playing game company out there right now and, and, and quickly oh, becoming wow. i mean they're they're becoming uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they'll be number two within another year or so but wow. they have this they have this really cool take on things where uh, they've got this you know like community atmosphere where they really encourage people to to participate in developing stuff for them and uh they've got all this like swag that they send to you if you tell them that you're running games at like a library or a school or you know game store or whatever um so they got this really strong community and they've got a policy where if you want to write a game using their rule sets and, and having their their name stamped on it you can do that for free uh, you, you have to fill out a licensing agreement with them that kind of stipulates that, like, every three years you're up for, you know, reavow on the license and stuff like that. Um, and and you, you get to put their label on it. You get to use their rule set. Uh, the only thing is they have to have, like, final approval uh, as far as, like, it's it's appropriate and, and of good quality. So, okay, sure. So I had to send my, my uh, PDF of the book and the cover and all that to them and... Uh, I was really excited. I just sent it to them the other day, uh, and they got back with me, and they're like, "Hey, you know, this looks great. Uh, we're all for it. You know, green light." So, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you, so you, you have to offer it for free, though, right? No, 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 no. Uh, I, I get a, I get a publish it. The, 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 the way that they make anything off of it, it's kind of twofold. Uh, one, uh, word of mouth, right? Because now they've got another product that that fits with their product. 
Uh, okay. So it kind of okay. grows their market space. But then, two, uh, one thing I do have to agree to is that I'll sell them copies of the game uh, at a 25% discount uh, from retail price for them to be able to sell through their store. But I can still sell them through oh. my, my store as well. So doing the math, oh, um, okay. I mean, I, I, I don't make as much selling to them as I do through myself, but by quantity, because they have such a huge storefront, I probably wow. you know won't miss the, the amount that I'm not making off of it. So right, it's it's right. a it's a great deal uh, for for you know small publishers like me and and hopefully it'll be good for them too. So, wow, yeah, because I mean even if you didn't make any money off what what they sold, more people would be seeing your game. You know, I mean, yeah. like what you made, so it may pull them to your other stuff. Yeah, and that's I mean you know w- w- without trying to be you know all market man or whatever, I and mean, that's a big reason why I'm doing it is because. One, I do love their game. I think it's a brilliant game. It's really fun. But also, uh, so many people are playing it. If I can just get one or two of them to to buy my adventure for it and then be like, well, what else does Dandelion Games make? And then they see the Dare Luck stuff. Uh, I think yeah. if, you know, once somebody sees it and, and checks it out, I mean, like when I take that game to a convention, uh, I, usually you know, if, if I have a table of six, five of the people go and buy the game. Like even an wow. online convention, I'll, I'll you know have a online convention, run a game, and then I check on my drive-through, which is the the virtual store, and immediately after the game, I'm selling you know a vast number of copies, almost equal to the number of people that played. So I'm like, man, if I can wow. just get people to look at this, you know. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Yeah. But then uh, now that that one's done, I'm kind of halfway in the middle of the the whole theme park adventure thing for the Dare Luck Club, so I gotta gotta button it all up. Uh, so now that one's kind of fun because I've got uh, this is the first time I've hired a, a writer to work with me. Okay. So I've got a, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Jonathan Sullivan, who does uh, done a lot of professional writing and uh, is real talented. Uh, so he, I, he he had written for some other games and and I played those and I was like, man, you know, what do you think about writing one for me? And and kind of pitched him what the book was about, the theme of it, anyhow, and. So he's put together an adventure, and that's like the the Merlin drawing that you did. That's part of his adventure, where it's kind of uh, almost crosses the kids over into this like role playing fantasy that they're having uh, while at the theme park. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Oh, that's neat. Okay, so sorry. So no, go for it. Okay, so good. So Goodwin Games they do mutant classic crawl <laughs> so it's a it's good man games sorry i, I oh, oh i good was probably man. mumbling oh, okay. yeah, good man games <laughs> and uh so goodman games they uh th- their original product uh well originally they were making stuff for like third edition dungeons and dragons and stuff but they uh oh, okay, okay. they came out with a what, what they call an old school revival kind of game called dungeon crawl classics and then there used to be this game back when we were kids called Gamma World, which was a okay. role-playing game of like a post-apocalyptic future where you had like uh, kind of anthropomorphic animals and, and mutants and humans and uh, you know robots and all sorts of stuff. And they, they decided to take the rules that they were doing for the Dungeon Crawl Classics and kind of write into that genre, and they called okay. it Mutant Crawl Classics. And so, oh, okay. yeah, it's, it's okay. for that that game system from from Goodman Games, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm just just asking because I don't no, I don't know anything about it. But you said they were like uh, 
like the number three top game. Do they have other games, or is it basically these the mutant? So one? they they've got uh, they they've got the adventures for fifth edition that they do, which is written for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. They've okay. got these compilations. They've gotten a license from uh, from what's now Wizards of the Coast, but used to be TSR. Uh, okay. They've got license from them where they've reprinted some of their old uh, adventures, and, and they're they're printed in these like big like encyclopedia type volumes. And they've got the adventure, they've got the adventure rewritten for the new rule set. They've got like all these like little magazine articles where people that worked on the adventure are uh, you know talking about you know what it was like to work on it or why they did things the way they did, uh, and those are real popular. And then they've got oh, a half dozen other smaller lines of things. Um, it, it, I mean, it's all real, you know, like hardcore uh, role-playing game kind of stuff that most people have never heard of. Like, they've, they've got some reprints of some Judges Guild stuff, and they've got reprints of Metamorphosis Alpha. Um, they've got a bunch of spin-offs of, of their Dungeon Crawl classics where they've got, like, Star Crawl classics, and they've got, uh, oh, what are some of the other ones? Uh uh, oh, they've got one that's called like crawling under a broken moon, and and some of this is third party stuff, kind of like what I'm doing, but um, it's just like by volume, uh, they, they've grown so quickly, and they've wow. got like they, they they've got this just insane vision for what they're doing. They they're all their rule books are just mammoth. Like instead of D and D where you got to buy like three different rule books to have everything, you know, like a monster book and a player's book and all that. They just okay. have one one rule book has it all in there, and they're they're huge. I mean, you could kill a person with them, and uh, <laughs> oh, wow. and they go. It's just like ridiculously cheap. They're hardback. They've got like uh, ribbons in them where you can mark pages and stuff, and they go for like twenty seven dollars. <laughs> you oh, know, wow. whereas like you know, if I printed a book like that, I'd have to charge like a hundred and twenty dollars right. to be able to right, even right. make a dime off it. Um, and then all their adventures are like nine bucks a piece. So uh, wow. Nice. I, I don't I don't know how they're doing it, but like, you talk to anyone that's into role playing right now, and I, I bet you like nine out of ten people are like, oh yeah, have you heard about Dungeon Crawl Classics or Mutant Crawl Classics? Oh, that's you know, and they're all hyped about it, and uh, they're just doing really well. I, I I honestly, like I said, I I I would be very surprised if they weren't like a top tier competitor uh, for Wizards here within a year or so. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Well, the other thing they did that's neat. Sorry to keep rattling on, but no. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. The other thing they did that was really clever is when they decided to do all this and kind of go their own way with their own rule set. Um, they went and they hired all the old artists that they could find from the original Dungeons and Dragons. So, oh, like, wow. uh, I mean, you know, people that are in the hobby that know, like, you know, the names like Jeff Easley and Jeff D and and uh, you know. Uh, Jim Holloway and all these other guys, uh, to be able to see them in their you know older years do new art and uh, see you know that connection to you know what the cover looked like in you know '88 versus what their art looks like now and 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 how they've grown oh, and changed as artists, it was just really cool to see you know all their books full of these old artists re you know recreating the past so to speak. Wow, that's neat. That's really neat. So, do you plan on doing any more mutant crawl classics? Uh, it, it'll all depend on the Kickstarter here, but 
Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's both heartbreaking and exciting to compare this to like when I kickstarted Dare Luck Club, uh, because like I haven't even opened the Kickstarter yet and I've got like, you know, three dozen people that have, you know, signed on board and I, you know, there's people asking questions oh, wow. and stuff. Really? Uh, so it's wow. like, uh, you know, I, I, I presume hopefully I'm only needing to get like 800 bucks to get it printed because it's just, you know, it's just an adventure. It's only like, I don't know, 48 pages or something. But, uh, uh, it, it, I imagine if it goes like I think it will, then yeah, I'll probably continue to try to pump out one or two of those every year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, it could only, uh, like you said, draw more people to you anyway. So, uh, why not leverage that? You know, um, that's pretty neat. That's, that's really neat. They do that. I'm surprised they don't, um, I'm surprised they don't try to like take a cut, you know, like, uh, that, that they let you sell it and then just sell copies to them. Uh, that's pretty neat. That's a neat model. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. It, it, it dumbfounded me when I looked into it and it's like, Oh no, you don't, you don't pay anything. You just got to promise us that you'll, you'll sell us, uh, some copies for our store at 25% discount. And you got to have these, you know, little excerpts of legal text, uh, here, there, and you know, over here and, and it's not even, you know, like you'd think they'd want like their name and, you know, big print and everything, but it's, I mean, yeah. it's really modest. There's just like, Hey, got to have a symbol on the cover that shows that, you know, it's, uh, compatible with our product and you got to have a line inside that says that the, uh, the concept of mutant crawl classics is owned by us. And, um, they're real cool to work with. I, I've been very happy. Yeah, that's, that's really neat. Now let me ask you this. And I, you know, I, I really did not mean to make a, this this episode anything about uh, you know role playing or particularly my stuff, but um, as an artist, uh, what was it like to draw stuff for that? Was that you know was that fun or was it taxing or what? What did you think? Um, okay, so so <laughs> okay, so to be to be uh, to be totally honest, when when you asked me to do the art, I have a list of what you want. Um, so a lot of times when I get to the list, I don't know what game it's for, uh -huh. um, to, to be honest. So sometimes I do, sometimes I still have all like what it's, what it's for, but a lot of times I just have like, uh, the, the, the blurb, uh, like, like I need this and this, um, um, and, uh, and I have like a checklist cause sometimes I'm working on several projects at once. Um, so like. Like I'll have like, well, tomorrow I'm working on this. Uh, Thursday I got to draw the wizard, you know that kind of thing. Uh -huh. um, so a lot, a lot of times I don't, I don't really know which game it's for. So um, I've just been trying to make everyone as good as I can. <laughs> um, and then uh, if I go back and like actually, you know, read more of the email, pay attention, I, I'm not real good at that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so like the wizard, I, I didn't know the wizard was, was, was for the other game. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's kind of a weird uh, thing for the other game. So yeah, you know, I, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I guess I should, uh, uh, maybe pay more attention, but uh, honestly, <laughs> um, I just, I just have the list and I just go, um, I just go off my list and, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I worked on it just like I worked on the, on the other stuff. Uh, um, I've been trying to make my stuff a lot better uh, to compete with. The, I mean, not to compete, but uh, <laughs> uh, to compare to compare with your other artists. Uh, 
uh, I'm trying to Santee. make mine. You know, yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah. yeah. I, see, I, I think you're 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 putting competition <laughs> where there is none because I you guys are both just out of out of my mind good, man. I, I you know I get stuff from you guys and it just makes my day. Uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, I, man, it's it's fun. I think like you know, you know he he, he tends to kind of slant hard into realism. Yeah. And. Uh, you you tend to slant more into like like emotiveness like like your pieces like you can like sense the characters uh like feelings and reaction i mean it's you really bring a character's expression to life in your stuff oh nice uh, thank you so i mean you, you know i hope you don't feel in competition with him cuz i think i mean both of you guys are just fantastic i mean i don't i don't see any you know need to to you know the one's better than the other or whatever <laughs> I mean, no 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 it's just uh I just want it to be, you know, I want it to be as good as it can be for, you know, I don't, you know, for your project. I don't want it oh. to be like, uh, you know, I don't want it to be the one piece where people are like, oh, everything's good except this one drawing's <laughs> piece of crap, you know, uh, you know. Well, don't, don't worry, because I always get cheap, I always get cheap and put in some piece of my own art in there, and, uh, oh, no, and no. I am by no means an artist, so it'll always be that piece, you know, people be like, these guys are great, but, but who's this LH, man, this stuff sucks. <laughs> No, it's going to no, school. no. Honestly, man, I mean, it's just really fun to just be a part of it. I mean, I never would have thought, you know, uh, I mean, when when did I last see you? Sixth grade, you know, yeah. uh, that, you know, I'd be I'd get the chance to help, you know, be a part of your project. I mean, it's super neat. Uh, it's, it's been awesome, you know, to, to think that, you know, we got that background together and, uh, you know, now we're, we're doing this. I mean, it's uh, it's been really cool. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope you don't stop. <laughs> I want to keep because uh, I mean, every drawing is like, uh, oh, you know, what's what's it gonna, uh, <laughs> what's what's next? You know, it's, it, everyone's uh, different, and it's, um, you know, it's it's interesting because I've I've met, um, you know, talked to people that, oh, you just you know you you do art, that's cool. You just get you know you sit down and and just draw a picture. How cool, um, but like you have to put a lot of thought, um, in into you know, the angle, the lighting, you know, it's not, you don't just sit down and, and just draw. You got to be in the right zone, so to speak, you know. So every one, every one of these is like, oh, okay, uh, you know, a wizard. Well, how do you make a wizard different than a wizard you've seen before? How, uh, you know, or, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, try to make every one unique in some way. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting challenge. Well, that was kind of part of the nature of my question because, uh, you know, on these mutant ones, and I, I don't remember exactly how I wrote things, but I know on, on some of them I would say, like, a mutant character that is crouched behind a container. And it's like, I don't know if as an artist you get that and like, woohoo, the, the chains are off, man, I can do what I want oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Or if it's like, oh, man, what what does he really want? Like, what does that mean, you know? <laughs> well, um, I guess I could say it, that could go either way. Um if you really just, if you really aren't in the, in the, uh, you just aren't feeling creative, um, and, and, and you get a project like that, it's like, oh, there's so many options. I don't know <laughs> what to do. But, if, you know, then, you know, uh, on the other hand, like, you know, you could get it more. It's like, uh, I want a guy wearing a blue polo with, uh, khakis and army boots crouching behind, uh, <laughs> this kind of container from Star Trek episode six, you know, where it's like, it's basically just, you know, research, uh, <laughs> which, you know, that's fine too. Um, but, uh, honestly, I have to say all the stuff I've done from you, I don't think you've ever even changed anything. 
Yeah, I, don't, uh, I don't know, man, because I, I really feel like both you and Santi, like, somehow are reading my mind, because I, I, I literally, like, I, I, I got this idea of what it you know, looks like when I'm writing it, and then I send out the little art blurb, and I, I, you know, sometimes I think I go too far on some of those blurbs, but I try to, I try to keep them fairly, you know, just like, you know, skeletal, like, you know, these are the basic things I need here. And uh, I always get back stuff that's exactly out of my mind. Like, that's exactly how I pictured it. Just like that, you know? <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's awesome because, you know, it's like for, <laughs> for a while I was like, man, I don't know. Is he just trying to be nice and not, <laughs> you know, because like, there's like nothing, you know, like I've, I've done art for other people where it's like, honestly, um, I did a comic project for her <laughs> before and I'm not, not dogging anybody, but on the word balloons, uh, actually, uh, they, you know, like, oh, we want the, air, you know, the, the, the arrow that comes out of the word balloon. It, it, you need to move it up a little bit, you know, and, <laughs> uh, you know, it's got to point directly to the center of the mouth, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, well, you know, who's, who's talking, <laughs> yeah. you know, but they, they, you know, and it's fine. Um, but they were, they were that, you know, uh, I don't want to say picky, but they knew what they wanted, you know, uh-huh. uh, about stuff like that, you know? Yeah, huh. yeah, you know, and, and there's times when I, I, again, I mean, like, sometimes it'll be like lunchtime at work, and I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to check my email and see what's on here. Oh, a, an art piece, you know, and it, it's just, like, <laughs> yeah. so exciting to me. And, and That's awesome. I, I get, like, you know, it's kind of like you were saying, I, I get to where I realize that, man, you know, I'm always saying the same stuff about this art, and I don't want them to think I'm disgenuous. <laughs> I really am this excited all the time about this stuff, you know. <laughs> So. <laughs> and then funny. I can I, I don't know if you've you've seen the the Facebook page there. Well, I, I guess I, you've made comments a couple times, so you, you must occasionally see it. But I got this bad habit of like I, I get a piece of art in, and I immediately feel like I got to post it. Like, hey, look at this oh, thing yeah. I just got in. Yeah, <laughs> it's like people have seen the entire art collection for every book that I've ever put out way before <laughs> the book came out. No, I mean that's that's neat because you can actually you can tell you can. Uh... You can, you can uh, I guess, feel your enthusiasm in it, you know. It's not like uh, like a fake, like, marketer, like, oh, we got some new book. You know, like, you can tell <laughs> that you're excited, so it's, it's like, a, it's genuine, you oh, know. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Go ahead. Uh, I was trying to think of another Halloween thing. I was going to ask if y'all give out candy, but I forgot you, you live out. Yeah, we've had, I think, in the whole history of, uh, of being an adult, we've had, two maybe three trick-or-treaters like the we had cousins that came around once and stopped by uh, long ago and then we had the next door neighbor that had little kids that stopped by once so it's pretty sad we'll buy a big bowl which i guess is good for me but uh you don't get to give (laughs) much of it out yeah i guess if somebody came knocking on your door it's jackpot man monty hall man here it is you know go get you another bag you're gonna need it Um, uh, so I know you guys go out trick or treating. Do you do you ever get to stay home and and serve out the candy much? No, because it's sort of like uh, just on our street we live we we live sort of like in the back of the neighborhood. Um, and there's not like there might be one house on our street that has a light on. So if we have ours on, there's just not a lot of people that come down our uh-huh. street. And then now we have um. Like, our, our house is kind of set back, so you'd have to walk up to the house. You'd have to p- come in the driveway and stuff. So, 
Um, yeah, my parents have done it. They live in our neighborhood, uh, like a street over, but they've had the same problem where they'll sit out there and have like two people show up and, uh, you know, so they don't, they don't even, they don't even do it anymore. Hmm. Yeah. And our, our town kind of does, did a thing, I guess they'd still, still do it where we have like, I guess you would call a main street. Um, it's a couple businesses and restaurants and stuff, but it's actually the only sidewalk in town, but, um, <laughs> They'll they'll do where they'll they'll sit out and and the kids can walk down, quote unquote Main Street and get candy, you know. Kind of like a reverse um, parade where the the people walk yeah. and get the candy instead. Of, yeah, huh. so you could just all go down there and just walk down in front of the businesses and pick up candy and and then um, the church that we were going to ha- did a thing called tr- uh, trunk or treat, mm-hmm. where they would. Uh, you park all the cars in the parking lot and you open up your trunk and kind of dress it up for Halloween or whatever. Um, and then give out candy. So, so kids could come and just walk through the parking lot and go to each car, uh, and get candy. Uh, they, they do a lot of that kind of stuff around here. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I guess since no one really are the way our town is set up with no sidewalks and, everybody's trick-or-treating nobody's at home uh the the trunk or treat thing and the downtown thing is i guess like the best alternative for like a small town like ours you know um but yeah we we still go to the 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 neighbor town and do the actual walking so we we talked about like our our favorite costumes as kids uh what about like the favorite costume you've ever seen the most interesting one you've ever saw on somebody else Man, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I like, you know, I, I can't really think of any that I've seen around here that really stood out, but I've always wanted, like, a full, like, Stormtrooper costume kind uh-huh. of thing. You know, like the, I guess, like the 501st people wear, like uh-huh. the authentic. You know, I've always I've always wanted one of those, like a real... <laughs> You know, not not like the plastic bag with the, <laughs> the, the vinyl the, the, vinyl yeah. bib or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I want I want the real the real. Oh, speaking of that, uh, like I guess we we also do y'all have Renaissance fairs up there? Uh, or what, we used or, to. Now you've really got to go to like Illinois or over to Ohio to get to any good ones. How okay. About you? Okay. Yeah, there's 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 a really big one. Um, it's really big, and it's huh. uh, about two hours from here. It's north of houston um i think it's, it's called the texas renaissance festival but it's really big but you, speaking of costumes um man they have some really neat uh costumes people dress up um actually the, the last couple of times we've been we haven't seen as many but people will dress up in like elaborate uh costumes and just go as a as you know as a person you know like they'll just go and then some of them will even just stand there and, and collect money you know like you can take a picture with them and leave them a dollar or something <laughs> um there's one guy that was like a centaur i mean he had the whole horse behind him i mean uh barbarians and pirates i mean it's it's almost like halloween but it's, <laughs> it's, it's that whole you know medieval pirates and knights and stuff but uh people in armor uh Really, really cool stuff. I, uh, a lot of neat, lot of neat costumes. Went to Gen Con a couple weeks back just for the Saturday, and uh, okay. 
I was amazed because it's been a few years since I'd been there. Um, the number of people dressed up there is is like way bigger than it's ever been. I mean, like really? I I felt out of place not in a costume almost. Oh wow. Uh, some of them were better than others, <laughs> but uh, sure, sure. But yeah, it's it's just amazing how much time and effort people went to 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 get a costume together for that. So. Yeah, I I've, I've always wanted to do that, but I but I. I'd want to make sure I had like a good costume, you know, not, mm-hmm. I don't think I could make one good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the skills, you know, to like, to do that. But if I, if I had a good costume, I, I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. When I, uh, in the past, when I went to the star Wars, uh, conventions, um, some of the best costumes were ones that people did as like a joke. So okay. like there was this one guy that went as Bubba Fett and it was like, uh, like, a, <laughs> like, imagine like a cross between like Boba Fett's armor, and then like like hillbilly uh, overalls and like uh, you know like uh, what they, um, long what do they call that stuff? Long pajamas. The you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, uh, yeah, insulated. With the, with the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, long johns. Long johns. Yes, that's what I was trying to come up with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and like uh, he had like this uh, his his weapon was like this like converted like mop and bucket thing and oh, it wow. just was he had like the helmet it was like a Boba Fett helmet with you know it looked like a hillbilly car where like each piece of it was like a different color of primer you know. And, oh, nice. And then he had drilled and, and added in, like, the, the whole beer can cozy thing with the straws okay. coming out of it back down in his mouth. Kind of. nice. It was hilarious. And then there was these uh, hippie stormtroopers that uh, had big <laughs> rainbow afros glued onto their helmet. And they had oh, signs wow. that said, groove along, you know, like the move along. Oh, the, nice. Yeah. That's funny. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I like all those mashups. That, that's, that's pretty neat. Like, Pikachu, Boba Fett, and stuff like that. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, pretty pretty clever. Yeah. The uh, the best costumes I I didn't actually see these. My my brother actually did and told me about them at a party that he went to. Uh, so there's a, a group of people, uh, and they came as the Clue characters from the oh, game Clue. Okay. You know, like Colonel Mustard yeah. and Professor Plum and all that. Uh, but okay. the cool thing about it was is that they each had a weapon, right? Okay. And then uh, I think they each had like a if I remember correctly, they each also had like a uh, item that would be found in a particular room. So like a, you know, maybe a uh, butcher board from a kitchen or a, you know, throw pillow from a, a, you know, lounge or whatever, a cue ball from the pool room or whatever. Okay. Uh, so at any rate, um, the cool thing about it was is that there was there was one less per- people than what there are in the game, and uh, there was one less weapon than what there was in the game, and one less uh, room representation than oh, what there was in the game. So you and could so, figure out yeah, who... Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought that was super oh, clever, nice. man. I thought, that's, oh, that's pretty neat. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty neat, yeah. Well, man, it, cool. it, it has been really fun hanging with you, but uh, for me to, oh, get, yeah, to totally. yeah. get to work tomorrow, I probably ought to call it a night, but before we do... <laughs> I warned you about this before we started recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I got to do the geek credit moment with you here, okay? Okay, okay. Sure. All right. So geek Are credit. Like Go ahead. Off the hip, quick, quick answers? or. Uh, so it's multiple choice. You got that going for oh, you. Right. Okay, okay, uh, all right. Hey, hey, you. 
you have any geek credit? So uh, I got five questions for you. They're all multiple choice. Okay. They all have okay. to do with like Halloween. Uh, there's a couple of them that have to do with things that like I thought you might be hip to. Like uh, I got one on here that has to do with uh, cartoons and voice acting that includes some shows that are pretty familiar to you. Um, okay. And one that has to do with uh, Happy Meal prizes. Oh, nice. So uh, uh, the object of the game here is for you to try to get at least three of them. Three of, them will, three of them will get the geek credit. That's a high bar. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to start with, we've been talking about Halloween. So okay. um, uh, most experts believe that Halloween uh, is associated with which of the following uh, religious or uh, pseudo-religious holidays? Uh, is it associated with the Day of the Dead, St. George's Day, the Spring Equinox Celebration, or All Saints Day. Ooh. So which one do most experts agree oh. it's, it's most uh. attached to? Day of the Dead, St. Mm. George's Day, the Spring Equinox, or All Saints Day? Oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of which one's the oldest. Uh, I was going to say Spring Equinox, but that's not even the right season. Um should be fall equinox, right? Yeah, uh, yeah that was a uh, throwaway there, yeah. Uh, I don't know what St. George is. I'm kind of leaning towards that because I've never heard of it. Uh, I'll, I'll go with All Saints. Hey, you got it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess... <laughs> I was sweating that one. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, uh, All Hallows Eve, uh, hollow meaning like sacred. So it's okay. All Saints, all, all sacred spirits or whatever, and the eve of that would be... Hallows Eve, uh, which I guess okay. eventually became Halloween. So, okay. all right, good. You got one point in. You just need two more now. All right, all right. Uh, let's see. Let's jump to candy. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, uh, candy corn. Do you like it or hate it, or in between? Uh, uh it's good. I it's actually good. had a bag the other day. <laughs> all right. I, I, I'm I'm not a big fan. I, I, if I have peanuts okay. and I can throw it into a handful of peanuts and eat it together, I'm good with it. Oh, but by okay. itself, yes. it's oh, just a sweet. little too much. Yeah. So, uh, which of these is the original name of candy corn? When it first came out, was it called Sugar Maze, <laughs> Ghost Grain, Oh wow, Chicken Feed, or Goblin Teeth? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a little uh... harder one. Sugar Maze, Ghost Grain, Chicken Feed, or Goblin Teeth? I know what I what what I wish it was called. Ghost grain sounds pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> goblin's teeth. Oh man. So what was the first one? Sugar uh, maze. Sugar maze. Spelled okay, like so, like corn, like M A I Z. Okay, so man, I'm trying to think because I know back in the day they weren't super creative. <laughs> so it probably wasn't goblin's teeth. I'm thinking sugar maize or chicken feed. I'm going to go with the chicken one. You're right again, man. Chicken oh, feed. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah, it was invented yeah. like in the 1950s, and it used to just be called chicken feed and was was an everyday kind of candy. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Was it the same uh... – the same like colors and stuff. Or did they I, I you know the the article I was reading on it didn't show a picture of the original oh, packaging, okay. so I don't know. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I would assume it would be because it'd look kind of. I think it'd look weird if it's all just one color. You know, wouldn't really yeah. look like much of anything. Huh. Okay. All right. Let's switch gears here. We'll go to uh, cartoons here. Okay. All right. Do you are you familiar with the voice actor Frank Welker? Is that uh, Optimus Prime? Uh, no, that's Peter no, no, Collins. No. Um, uh, Frank, he's uh, he's Megatron. Scooby Doo and stuff. No. Yeah, d- yeah, he's yeah he's been in like everything, but yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So so he's known as like doing voices for like almost any cartoon you can think of has had him in it in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna name four cartoon characters. And you got to tell me which one he didn't play. Okay. All right. Okay. Which one was not Frank Welker? I'm, I'm gonna feel really bad if I get this wrong. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna start with one that you you've obviously heard before. Uh, Peter Venkman off of the real Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, the first Peter Venkman or the second one? Because there's two. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> man, we're, we're at that uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail moment, man. I'm flying <laughs> off the bridge. I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I know is because, like I said, I watched the cartoon so much. In the later episodes, they changed, and uh, the one later isn't as good. So I'm, huh. I'm gonna say the first one was probably him. Yeah, I know. I know but his, I, I, his Peter Venkman is gonna sound a lot like Garfield because he, when he did Garfield, he oh, used about okay, the yeah. same voice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so yeah, that's the first one. All right, um, so Peter Venkman. Okay. Uh, Uni off of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, the little unicorn. Oh wow. Okay. Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. Oh no. Okay. Or Cobra Commander from GI Joe, the original uh, cartoon series. Oh. So which one was oh, not him? Cobra, Com- Cobra, Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander. You yeah. got it. Yeah, he was played by uh, Christopher Collins. Whew. So. Uh, yeah, Cobra Commander was not Frank Welker. He played Destro. Yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, okay, man. You know, it's funny. All the cartoons I watch and stuff, I don't really know anything about the voice actors. Oh, yeah? I I, I don't know why it is, but I've always found that fascinating. Like, as an adult, as a kid, I could care less. But when I became right, an adult, right. I was like, oh, wait, you mean like, like there's people that do this for a living? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. All it's right. funny though. But it's it's interesting though, because since I whoa, I watched so many, uh, you can actually start to to you know hear the one up, character like, in the other. Yeah, that's the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, you, you're you're in the hole now, man. You just these last Woo. two, it's superfluous, man. You, it's it's icing okay. on the cake. All right, uh, let's see. Do you want the Happy Meal one, or you want to go back to Halloween? Uh, let's do uh, Happy Meal because uh, right now. Just for listeners, <laughs> McDonald's is is you know how they always have uh, they've always partner with Disney, uh-huh. and it's Disney. I guess it's Disney World is fifty years old or Disneyland. One of them, uh, uh, one of them's fifty years old, uh, and so they have they're having like fifty different toys in the McDonald's Happy Meals right now. Different uh, Disney characters, oh, like yeah? little figures. Yeah, different yeah. figures. Pretty yeah. neat. Uh, quick question: These are uh, these are plastic figures? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I in this you know the internet being what the internet is. Uh, when I was looking up some of this stuff, I read a, a excerpt on a news article where they were talking about McDonald's was going to go away from offering plastic items in their uh, Happy Meals. That they're going to go to really? more like the the booklets and cardboard things. Wow. And hopefully, it was just bogus uh, internet news, but. Okay. Yeah, uh, oh man, that's ooh. Okay, well I won't be getting their Happy Meals anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not very happy. 
<laughs> but no, I, again, it could just be internet news. Uh, so that, that's cool. Fifty different uh, premiums, huh? That that man, it'd be hard to yeah. just come up with fifty things. That well, maybe not. I guess it is Disney. They got tons and tons of characters. Oh yeah, show. yeah. So okay, this is about the the rarest, most expensive Happy Meal premium that's ever been made. Like the one that you, if you had, would be worth the most money. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, your options are a uh, nineteen, a late nineteen seventies Snoopy, and late nineteen seventies underwater monsters toy. And I tried to look it up, but was unsuccessful to f- see what that was about. A Beanie Babies booze toy from the 90s. Or from the early 2000s, a Pokemon 25th anniversary pack of cards, I presume. So out of those four, which one is going for the most money? The Snoopy, (sighs) the Underwater Monsters, the Beanie Baby, or the Pokemon 25th anniversary pack? Okay. Uh, I'm okay. So I don't think it's the Pokemon because I actually went and bought some of those <laughs> and they, well, when I bought them, they weren't, I looked on eBay, they weren't selling for very much. Um, the beanie babies, man, they were super hot, but I, man, I want to think that that's not anymore. Uh, so based on rarity, I'm gonna have to go with either Snoopy or the Monster. Um, I know Snoopy's still super popular, but the Monster thing, man, I've I've never heard of that. I'm gonna say the Monster. Okay. So according to the site I was looking at, the Pokemon one is the one that's trading for the most money right now. What? Yeah, by like several thousand dollars more than the others. So I I don't know if it's what? just like a particular pack from that release that that's rare. Uh, but supposedly the, the rarest uh, wow. one, money-wise, uh, or you know, buy money value, whatever you want to say, is Pokemon. Huh. Huh. But I, I do need to. to I, I've got a little note here. I, I just got to find out what these underwater monsters were. I, I've never heard wow, of such yeah. a thing. Yeah, I've never heard of those either. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. All right. Still got your three. You're still you're you cashed yeah, in on your cred. Okay. Uh, so the last question is about Halloween. Um, the idea of jack o' lanterns comes from which of the following uh, folklore tales or what have you, uh, mythologies, I don't know. Um, so was it an invention uh, based on the Irish tale of uh, Stingy Jack? Stingy like bee sting, Stingy Jack. Uh, was it from the legend of Sleepy Hollow? Was it from the Epic of Gilgamesh? Or was it from uh, the writings of Charles Schultz, the, the Peanuts guy? Where does the concept of jack-o'-lanterns come from? Oh, man. Okay, so... Just I'm gonna... Stingy Ooh. Jack, Sleepy Hollow, <laughs> Epic of Gilgamesh, uh, or Charles Schultz. Man. Ah, oh, shoot. I know Sleepy Hollow, he throws the pumpkin that's on fire, but it seems like that would come from something predating that, I would think. Stingy Jack, man, I don't know. I'm going to say Stingy Jack. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I hadn't either, but, uh, yeah, supposedly there's this old uh, Irish folklore about this, like, kind of like uh, rapscallion drunkard guy named Stingy Jack, and uh, by the end of the story, he goes through all these deals where he tricks the devil and all this, and by the end of the story, he's walking around Earth miserable, carrying a turnip carved up like a face with a 
a candlelight in it to see his way around. So, oh wow! Supposedly that's where that comes from. Okay. Oh, cool. Interesting. Right. Four out of five, man. Better than I would do. <laughs> I'll take that. That's good. Oh man, Christopher, I would love to be able to hang more with you, man. This has been really fun. Oh, definitely. Anytime, man. It's fun. It's great. Uh, before we call it a night here, uh, what, what do you got out right now uh, out there for people to look at or buy or, or what's going on that you want to promote? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. So uh, my website is ctupa.com. Uh, on there, there's uh, I got art for sale. I've got several, quite a few books on Amazon. Uh, some of them are kind of scary books if you're into that. Uh, there's a coloring book. Uh, and there's also like a bunch of free uh, PDFs, comics, and whatnot. So there's something for everybody on there, uh, and that's that's it. Very cool. Yeah, the uh, appreciate it. Um, I think the last time you and I were talking, and I can't even remember when this was. I guess it was on the email. Uh, you were talking about uh, working on another uh, SCP book. Yeah, man, I've got I've got some ideas. Uh, uh, some other, you know sort of like scary monster uh ideas uh or possibly another art book with just drawings of the different creatures that that are out there um it's a whole it's a, it's a huge world um so the scp my son kind of turned it on to me it's a it's an online community basically where people create uh monsters entities uh different objects that have like powers or different different things about them and it's all like uh, community driven um, and some of them are really good some aren't but it's just so much variety it's really interesting and so I, I picked a couple of them and and uh, written written stories about them or, or about the whole idea um, and uh, yeah it's, it's really neat it's, it's some neat stuff out there yeah you, you tried to get that in my periphery I don't know man it's probably been three years ago and I just was busy with other things and never kind of really made the effort to go look into it but uh i don't know beginning of this year somebody put out an scp role-playing game and it went really? to number one on drive through media and it's it's like held on to the the top 20 sellers for like the last three months really <laughs> like, man if i just listened to christopher i could have been that oh, guy oh <laughs> man i you know what i didn't even think of that because um wow that's that's really interesting because uh my son I think he got into it because he was playing an online game um, and then kind of learned about, you know, like the creatures and everything. But he, he played like an actual game. I never would have thought an RPG would. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, we should. Uh, maybe we could uh, maybe we could make some adventures or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll do oh. our own. Uh, I mean, the, uh, so the from my understanding that the basic concept of SCP is there's sort of like uh, an agency that monitors all these weird creatures and phenomenon that are out there. And some of them they contain within facilities somewhat like a prison. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them they cannot, like some of them, the creatures are like, you know, planet sized. And, and so they just monitor them. And some of them are like buildings that you go into the building and you go into another dimension. So they basically fence off the building and make sure no one goes in it. Um, so there's like this whole world where there's so much, you know, some of them are just weird monsters that try to kill you. Some of them are monsters that, you know, if you look at them, you die, you know, and some of them are uh, an object. You pick up a phone and if you call a certain number, it takes you back in time. You know, there's huh. so much just 
Yeah. So there's possibilities are like almost endless with that kind of thing. Yeah, it it, uh, it, it just it, it seems like it has just a, a little flavoring of, of all sorts of cool stuff. Like it has kind of like that Men in Black sort of flavoring to it, but then it's also mm-hmm. got uh, you know like a Monster Squad kind of thing. And yeah, that's it's cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. That's I did not know they had an RPG. That's that's yeah. really that's that's neat. Um. Oh. And then uh, I want I want to mention this because I just think it's so cool the uh, the stuff you have on T Public the T shirt stuff is, oh yeah is that something that you can because I've I've only ever gotten there through the links that you have on your Facebook page is that something you can just do a search for and find yeah yeah so um, yeah you can uh, actually if you go to to the, my website there's a link there but if you go to T Public you can look up I think it's just C Tupa. Um, and I've got a bunch of a bunch of just random stuff. It's not all just uh, cartoon stuff. There's like some, just a couple of like more realistic stuff. But they don't um, they don't just do t-shirts too. You can get like stickers, and um, I'm thinking about getting a couple of notebooks and stuff. But they print on pillows and bags and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> I did a I did a drawing. Man, I did it like I don't know eight years ago, and it's. Um, Wally, it's uh the Jawas, two Jawas from Star Wars, and they're running off with Wally from the, the Disney, <laughs> Disney cartoon. Pixar, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Eve, I think it's Eve, is like chasing him, like shooting at him, because the 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 Jawas are always stealing droids. <laughs> well, um, I put it up there, oh man, years ago, and it sold like two hundred something, wow. uh, like T-shirts and stickers. Now, I mean. I make like a dollar or something for every, you know, but, <laughs> hey. but it's, it's like so many of those have sold, you know, uh, luckily, uh, you probably, you might not want to put this part in there, but luckily Disney and Star Wars hasn't found it yet. <laughs> um, because I've actually had stuff taken down. Um, uh, I've had artwork that, you know, they'll e- email me and be like, this is, you know, copyright infringement, you know, um, just it just so happens that either a, a tag that I used or a word that I used clued them in, um, and and they you're like nope nope you can't have that. <laughs> oh. that's that's some weird stuff though because you go to any convention and you know the artist row is just filled with people that have their rendition yep. of different characters you know pinned up behind them and stuff and yeah I don't know yeah, yeah I, I get um, copyright but. Then there's some space that you know it's not hurting anybody. You, you wouldn't, you know, you're not stealing from yeah, them or whatever money wise. Yeah, when when um I went to a couple comic conventions back when we were I was trying to sell comics with uh with a couple people in Austin and and back then it, it kind of blew up where uh people were like you know that's copyright infringement you know you can't you can't sell a drawing of Spider-Man it's not it's not your character. You know, and if Marvel wanted to, they could come and shut you down, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then everybody at the convention was like, hey, that's the only way we make money, you know, (laughs) is, is you know, nobody wants my drawing of some random superhero. They want my drawing of Superman or Spider-Man or, you know, whatever. Um, But, yeah, it's totally like everything is is uh, I guess they've just gotten to the point where they just kind of look the other way. Uh, But. I know, like, on a lot of these T-shirts and stuff, like, um, there's another one called Redbubble, 
and they've taken down a lot of my stuff. Um, I guess they've started cracking down because they're probably getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but you go to any of these places, and everything on there is uh, pop culture drawing or you know whatever. Yeah, and, and um, I mean that's a lot of what I guess one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is I mean that's that's something that you really, in my mind, really uh, kind of specialize in is kind of doing some crossovers of pop culture, especially like '80s and '90s stuff. Um, and I just like the the Chicken McNuggets shirt that uh, that you just put oh, up. Yeah. I mean, that was so off my radar. I'd totally forgotten about the little puppet McNuggets and stuff that they used yeah. to have in the commercials. And I was like, oh man, that's so cool. I've forgotten about that. And uh, instant sell, man. It's you know yeah, all the characters yeah, that you fit you. in. Yeah. That. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did that, and there's eight. I did eight of them. And then when I hit uh, upload, I was like, man, I think Chicken McNuggets coming a six pack. Yeah, I, or, I did uh, notice that. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's I think it's six nine and in twenty yeah, or something like that. I, I kind of messed that up, but I was like, well, maybe maybe no one will notice. <laughs> I didn't care. I, I just I pretended it was a six pack and I got two freebies, so I was happy. With yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's uh, you you are upsized or whatever they call it. <laughs> oh. All right, man. It has been so fun. Uh, take care um, to you listeners out there if you've stayed with us this long. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> it was it was fun for us. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah, it was great. All right, happy gaming, folks, and good night. Tonight's episode of This Old Dungeon is copyright 2021. We'd like to thank our special guests and remind you, the listener, that the views expressed and the opinions held are simply our own. Hey, we're here to entertain, not educate. Until next time, happy gaming.